Live from Sacramento. Live from Sacramento. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. I have to do that again. I my mic was I, on. I was like, wait, why don't I hear it? I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to. I want to clip that, that so happen. bad. That was a good one. That was pretty good. Okay. Right, we are live. Happy Monday and welcome in. Deuce Mason Morgan Reagan. The final week of the NBA season is here. Can you believe it? And we're not talking about tanking. We're not talking about draft picks. We're talking about the. Kings losing a game at home to the Spurs. <laughs> I can't believe, like, after such a, uh emotional, upbeat weekend of of basketball in this city, we have to talk about this. Yeah, Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan, of course, Chris Watkins hanging out with us, too. You know, you know, as a teenager, no one liked being home. Right? I enjoyed being home. Me too. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was Deuce okay. had a bad life. Okay. All my best stuff was at home. Yeah. yeah. Man, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I forgot my Sorry, life was yeah, a little different than some, all right? So as a kid, I didn't like being home. There's nothing fun at home. It, the Kings don't like sure. playing at home. Yeah. But the Kings, like, there's fun at home. The Kings are... They have a good, like you good guys, parents. You guys want to be home as teenagers, <laughs> yeah. right? Right. Because there was fun there. There was yeah. family... My home life wasn't good. I want to leave so I go on the road and yeah. have fun. Yeah. The Kings are playing like home is bad, but it's not bad. They've got a family they of 17,000, 18,000 people. The largest crowd in Gold One Center history mm. last night. They're all marching in going, we're not being let down again. It's a Sunday afternoon. We're walking in thinking, we're winning the division. We're winning the division. And no. It did not go down. Did that you way. did you feel like that? Like I'll chip her like that? I marched Bro. in. But I was singing that actually. Wow. <laughs> there wow. is no reason not to. Like Morgan, I know, I know you can't go into any game feeling like it's it's a given. But come on, mm. I mean, they had just. Been, you would think that if they would have had a lapse, it would have been in one of those two Portland mm. games. They come home. Deuce invited them back home at the airport on, on Saturday morning. He was there to welcome them. I can't believe that they just, you know, threw that back in your face and were like, it really didn't mean that much to me. That- so, wait. Go ahead. You guys, <laughs> I have it. Hmm. This loss is actually all of our faults. Mm. Okay. We Good came out. in with Good the out. chipper energy of, no, we've got stupid. this one in the bag. Stupid. That energy projected onto no. the floor. Do you keep doing this? And it's like, no, it's okay to have expectations for your team. It is it's okay. okay to be like, hey, yeah. 18 you're point at home <laughs> against a team with like 17, 18 point favorites that's shorthanded that hey. has won six road games. You can walk hey. into the building going, yeah, we're going to win this game. Hey. It's Probable. called confidence. I yeah. did. Feel it. And I did feel it. And I felt, you know, no, I didn't even feel the confidence. <laughs> this is what <laughs> I felt. I just felt like, yep, we got this one, and that's exactly how the Kings played on the yeah. floor. Yep, we got. Yeah. Oh, if we don't, we'll take it, we'll take it over in the fourth. Again, yeah. this that's is such th- a dumb thing to say. Yes, <laughs> that's the thing. It's one thing for us to feel that way, mm-hmm. but the guys in the locker room shouldn't yeah. feel that way, especially when they've been like talking about like, hey, we got to finish the right way. We're chasing fifty wins, right. number two seed in the West, 
And you come out like that against the Spurs? Embarrassing. Yeah, what were great. you saying? What were you saying on Chris and Co? Like what what was your <laughs> vibe for your hour of it's when just, you were talking it's about disappointment. it? Disappointment. I thought Mike Brown yesterday in the press conference it was either going to be the type of fire that we saw at the end of that Knicks game where he was very fiery, angry, or it was going to be very disappointed dad vibes where yeah. it's like, I'm not, I'm not angry. I'm just, I'm just disappointed. And uh, that's kind of how I felt. It was just like they, for them to not realize the opportunity. I think it's one thing to feel like you should win, but it's also another to understand that that still takes a certain, like you can't just, results don't just happen. You have to make them happen. Right. Like you can't just go out there against a bad team, do what you do, and it's all going to work out perfectly. You have to like actually play the games, be in the moments, make the moments, and make that your reality. Like it's, I don't, it, it was just disappointing. Like there's, yeah. there's really no excuse for them to lose that game. None, and that's the other thing too. You know, the Spurs are obviously not a good team, okay? But I think the difference between a team like the Mavs and Spurs – the vibes are completely off with Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. San Antonio, you've got a collection sure. of talent, young guys that are hungry. Mm-hmm. They're going out with something to prove. Champagne's yes. playing yesterday going, I'm going to go do something. Yep. Barlow's coming. I'm going to go do something. Showcase their talent. Yeah, I'm going to go out there, and the one thing I can control is playing hard because they're mm-hmm. fighting for their NBA lives. Right. And if you come in and start coasting against players who are playing hard and out there competing – you're going to get bit. Mm-hmm. You're going to get bit, and the Kings got bit. I'm curious. Right. You guys are broadcasters, so I'm, I'm, I need to know the yeah. – is it champagne or is it champagne? Because I heard I, I heard both pronunciations champagne. yesterday, and so I was like – So his, his twin brother plays in the G League yeah. on the Sioux Falls Sky Force, and so we were just calling his game mm-hmm. um, twins, so they look exactly like. And yeah. oh, is that how that works? Yeah. No. <laughs> Not always. Not always. Not always. Okay. Not yeah. always. Thank okay. you, and okay. thank okay. you. Okay. Yeah, it's Keegan so, and Chris. Yeah. Champagne. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, for him to have, he had career night across the board. I looked at all of his career, his career high in points was was twelve. His career high in rebounds was six. He and, re- <laughs> he passed both of those or reached six rebounds. Career high in field goals made. Also, this was all in like the second quarter. He had sixteen points, which is oh. which would have been his career high. So he reached. He had a career high quarter. And Chris, <laughs> it was. You know what I did this morning, Chris? You know what Deuce Mason had to do this morning? I don't know what you did this morning. I went back to NBA.com and I'm like, I need to watch. You watch all looks. of his makes. Come on, kids. Did you really? Yes. <laughs> I mean, this was just pure like. Oh, my God. Psycho. I'm watching it going, are we are we okay, Kings? Yeah. Like, is everything okay? Because you're ball watching mm. here. He was beyond the arc. Yeah. Could. Straight to the basket. They give him the ball. Score. Backdoor cuts. Straight line drive. Straight lines. What are you doing? Lines. They were playing like they could just be like, oh, we can just trade buckets yeah. because you're going to start you're, missing yeah. some even if we're not playing no, defense. That's what it, it was. They yeah. played a little bit like, we'll win this in the fourth. Yeah, It's like you're playing your little brother. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh like, yeah, he's, he's scoring yeah. points. Sure, okay, yeah, okay. It's fine. I know, you know, once this thing gets four to four, I'll, you know. Yeah. Start. But no, I mean, they did. Yeah, you know, I'll let him feel yeah. good about himself and then I'll pull away late and he can say it was a game. Uh, it's just, it, I don't know. I just feel gross. It was just not a good game. And for them, to, like, the champagne thing is just like, that's such old Kings DNA seeping mm. into this team where it always felt like Kings were giving up career highs. And if, I think uh, they just gave up somebody else's career high the other night. 
Uh, it, it's the defense is bad. Like the defense is incredibly bad and needs to be. I don't know if I would have thought that the Utah game would have been a wake up call, but I you got to hope that yesterday was the wake up call of you. You can't you can't just say it. It's not just going to happen. You have to do it. You have to play defense in order to get stops. It's the only way it's going to happen. And if these guys scored 142 points on you, you better hope you don't play Golden State. You better hope you don't play Denver. You better hope you don't play a team that can really put up points. And it's it's not only that, Chris, because it's not only about those other teams that he is talking about, but it's about truly building those good habits yes. and practicing those good habits against these type of teams. That's where these are the type of teams that you have to demolish yes. on the defensive right. end, right? Because then that's how you you Should've get been over better. Totally. And if you don't if you don't like take a step of growth in these games, yeah. then what are you doing before the postseason? Because yeah. you're going to have a real awakening then. Yeah, and I, you kind of felt that way in the first Portland game, in the first half, that mm-hmm. they kind of had the same approach. And then the second yeah. half, they turned it on. That last game against Portland, yep. it was just, same just thing. you know, they ended up pulling away. But it's just, you let these teams hang late. along. Yeah. You, you got to just come out of the gates like, we're sending a message. Yep. You know, we yep. don't care who you are. Doug Christie apparently talked to the team before the game and was talking about it's not about your don't even look at the opponent it's about what what are you trying to bring to the floor what kind of effort and engagement are you trying to bring it, it's just got to be better it flat out has to be better and you know look perspective of course big picture is awesome they're headed to the playoffs they're going to have home court advantage in the first round but you're also trying to get out of the first round right you're trying right. to have some success and you these are the type of games that you have where you go why do you have this mindset? Like, yeah, totally. It's one thing, like you see it throughout the years with championship teams, right? The Warriors, ah, right. middle of the season, the Nuggets. Oh right. yeah, you know we've we've made deep playoff runs. Maybe we're bored. You haven't done anything, right? You made the playoffs, but you haven't accomplished anything yet. So, uh, I, I hope, like you said, it is a wake up call for this team. Yeah, I I completely agree with Morgan. That it's just like why I don't understand why. Uh, you have to lay down the foundations, like Morgan said. You have to lay down the – you can't just – in the postseason, you can't just flip a switch and be like, okay, we're, we are going to lock in more than we did during the regular season. You have to know what that feels like. You have to know how much you know energy that takes and you know if you can still play the same offense and how you can adjust. And you know you, you asked pregame about the offense and defense oh. – um, or their, specifically their defense from home and road – it can't just be a level of focus as the reason why you're a better defensive team on the road. Like you have, you just, you have to carry that same level of intensity, that same level of focus, because like you said, this team doesn't have any experience to go off of to to make it. Even if they believe it, why should we believe that this team can just flip a switch and all of a sudden lock in defensively? And you think about those games that we saw, like against the Clippers, for example, where they were able to, flip a switch and turn it on and get that W scoring, you know, 176 points or whatever it was. It's like you, if they're capable of doing that, you can't only show up and do that against the teams that you want to do that against. It has to be around every team. All right. We got to take a break on the radio side. It's a one minute break, but we're always live at youtube.com slash Sacktown sports 1140. You have thoughts on what happened to the Kings Yesterday, you can hit us up at 339-1140, 1-800-920-1140. Plus, Chris just mentioned some defensive numbers. The home versus road numbers are staggering. We'll talk about those next here on Sackdown Sports 1140, sackdownsports.com.
Sacktown Sports. Oh, we're just reflecting during the break about the Kings' loss to San Antonio 142-134. to The regular season comes to an end next Sunday, and then it's time for playoff basketball. Sacktown Sports will have all of your coverage, of course, on air, online at sacktownsports.com. I'm just Mason, Morgan Reagan, alongside Chris Watkins. Um, we were talking about, before the break, some of the home versus road numbers defensively. It's staggering. It's really bad. Like, the Kings at home this year, by the way, they have a better road record than home record. They're 23-17 and 17 at home and 24-14 and 14 on the road. The road record's awesome. Yeah. The home record, though. And the difference in play on the defensive side of the ball is weird. It's unacceptable. They are ninth in defensive rating on the road. And by the way, number three in offensive rating. So top 10 in both offense and defense in road games this year. That's a big sample size, too. It's not a few games. It's a large sample size. So they're number nine in defensive rating on the road. At home, they're 29th. How, how do how do you explain that? I I again you asked me last week and I said I don't really think that there is an answer to it. I think it's just one of those weird things. But I do, if you are going to answer it, I I know you asked Mike in the pregame. I think his answer is valid. I mean, it makes sense. He sees this team, but he said that he he thought that you know it's just kind of a lack of effort and not effort, but just when they're at home, you hit a couple shots, you start feeling good. The energy's behind you. The crowd's behind you. You're like, okay, maybe I don't, or just maybe, you know, maybe defense, you know, I don't have to put so much effort towards defense because our offense is rolling so much and the crowd's energy is going to bring us to a certain level. Whereas on the road, you just don't get that. You don't get that energy. You have to create your own momentum. You have to create your own vibes and, you know, they're just for what it's it, the problem is it's inexcusable. It, no matter what the excuse is, it's an inexcusable excuse for them to just essentially say we're just more focused on the road because we don't have people cheering us on. It's so weird, too, because you guys think about it from the the smallest sense. Like even if you are playing in a pickup game, right, and you're making a big shot, you run back. You Don't you want to like hit the floor and like get in a defensive stance? I think stance some and you're people like, do, yeah! Like you some people are like, just nah, like, like chill and run me, back. Yeah, like let me conserve my energy for offense so I can get more buckets. Barf. Those people That's are not me, barf. <laughs> I also think the, the home crowd's been kind of quiet. And they've been silenced, I would say. For no, no, sure. last night they that's were where silenced. I'm going. Yeah. They, these fans want to go crazy. Yeah. They want to go in. They're loud and they appreciate the small things like they you do. just talked yeah. about. Diving on the floor. Oh, you oh die for a loose oh ball. Standing O, baby. Let's go. 100%. How many times has Davion, over his career in yeah. Sacramento, year plus now, gotten a ton of love for just getting mm-hmm. in the guys defensively, oh making them work. Just being in the so face. They're, instead of going for the home runs and just launching threes and settling all the time, just get some stops and get out and go. And that's the other thing. I'm not trying to pretend like this team is really the ninth, a top 10 defensive team. I don't think they are. But I don't think they're 29th either. Mm-hmm. So there's got to be some middle ground. And if the Kings get stops... And if they're able to get out in transition, that's where they're really explosive. And all of a sudden, you do have a legitimate home court advantage. But right now, they're not giving the fans anything to get excited for it, when it comes to their play. That's what I was saying to Deuce the other day, too, was just talking about how, like, it's not even about the Kings 
not getting deflections, hands in the passing lane, steals. It's about the Kings allowing easy line drives and open looks at the basket. So they're converting all these shots into made baskets, right? Which mm-hmm. is now having the Kings have to take it out of bounds and then push it the other way. If they created a difficult shot and some resistance for the opposing team, then they're getting the defensive rebound and going mm-hmm. and, and allowing the, the their opponents to be on their back heels and not set up in some weird zone that will throw them off. The, the Spurs played how the Kings should have played with mm-hmm. an aggressiveness, a hunger, a force. Trey Jones... I mean, he beat Davion. He was getting to the... He had a triple-double. He's that guy. I mean, it it was the extra effort. Champagne with the offensive rebounds, moving without the ball. Doug McDermott having a throwback game. Like, I'm not trying to take away from the Spurs, but they're clearly not as talented as the Kings. We all know this Mm -hmm. at this point. If the Kings played a C game, they probably win. And it was still went to overtime with them playing as crappy as they did. I just didn't even like their shot selection either. I mean, yeah. De'Aaron Fox, I don't know if this is the hamstring thing, right? Like, because I, I get mixed on it. He launched eight threes yesterday. Didn't make a single one. 0 for 8. And I'm cool with him taking threes. I think 8 is far too many. He let him off the hook. He took that first one early in the fourth quarter. I'm like, what is he doing? And then he got beat defensively. Brown calls an early timeout. Then right after that, I see Fox attacking, getting inside the paint, yeah. getting the midi going. I'm like, responded. Oh, wow, you've got 14 points now here in the fourth quarter. And, the, you know, this is a game. Um, I just want, don't settle. You know, like, I understand you probably want to work on aspects of your game, especially against a team that you feel like you can maybe get away with some things on. I hope it's more that than it is, like, his hamstring and he feels like he has yeah. to like, not attack yeah. as often as, as he, you know, we're used to. Yeah, I wonder if it could just be tired legs in general, too. I mean, we are heading towards the back stretch of this season. Herter was 2 of 12 last night. Kessler Edwards was 1 of 5 from 3. I do wonder if if not only the attempts, but the percentages that we've seen recently as well without the, the Portland games, um, if it's been a, a matter of fatigue for this team, if maybe they just don't have their legs under them. And even if it is fatigue, let's just say there's also there could be some sort of mental fatigue to it, right? They haven't experienced... Well, some of these guys have not experienced playing this good of basketball, meaningful mm-hmm. basketball, this late into an NBA season, and they're experiencing a lot of them are experiencing this for the first time. And I just saw on uh, Sports Center, you know, they're talking about the Warriors. They fell to the Denver Nuggets on the road mm-hmm. last night, one twelve to one ten. And Steve Kerr was talking about not only the road record being like nine and thirty, but also. I saw a quote saying, we lost focus on both ends of the floor. And sometimes that goes to mental fatigue and physical fatigue, right? Not being right. And you have to push through mentally on a whole different level. That's going to happen in the postseason. And that's why it's important to practice Mm -hmm. it in games like this against the San Antonio Spurs. How can you translate that into a W instead of allowing this other team to really capitalize on your fatigue? Do you guys feel like there's any element of like, you know, it's already clinch. What's, what's the real, you know, what do you, how do you get up for these games down the stretch when they kind of don't mean anything? A little, I think, I think there's a little, I mean, I I don't think there's much. Yeah. it's possible. I mean, yeah, they claim right. <laughs> they claim that that's not the case. Right. I mean, if anything, they seem like they were downplaying the significance of being Absolutely. a playoff a playoff team. Mm-hmm. And you know what's frustrating is you go into yesterday's game, 
Memphis lost to Chicago. That's you the most win. Part. You're yeah. a game back yeah, with four to play. It's like you got a chance to maybe move up to number two. Yeah. So that's where it's tough. And I, yeah, I, I'm with you. I thought like, I think there is something to that mm-hmm. because their their words aren't matching their actions, right? And if right. if you're not yeah. if you're telling the media that hey we, we want fifty, then you got to go get fifty. Go get They're it. not going to hand you fifty exactly. for going. You have to go get 50. Go out there and punch the Spurs and knock them out. Right. I mean, that's all there is to it. Yeah. It's also a missed opportunity for rest as well. I mean, them not yeah. not blowing out Portland in the first half and waiting till mid-third, late fourth in those Portland games. Last night, allowing allowing uh, San Antonio to stay in the game for as long as they – like, those are golden opportunities to rest Fox and Domas yeah. for an entire quarter, if not a quarter and a half, depending on how much you're leading by. Like, you can really give those guys some non-planned in-season rest down the stretch – it's just a, it's just this huge op- missed opportunity in so many ways. You okay there? The game it, back does like that's really that's a huge mess up. Like it, you could have moved the game back, yeah. put some real pressure on Memphis Might. with a week to go. I think they own the tie. The Kings own the tiebreaker as well. It's just it's a missed opportunity. Huge missed opportunity, and um, we'll t- we'll talk about some other NBA topics too. But I do have to get to one more thing coming up next. What? How the Kings made NBA history with their loss yesterday. Oh, God. <laughs> I have to sprinkle that one in. That's the last thing. It's Arf. Deuce and Mo hanging out with Chris Watkins on Sackdown Sports, 1140 sackdownsports.com. It's Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Sacktown Sports. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan, alongside Chris Watkins. Also appreciate everyone in the YouTube chat, uh, including Adrian, who's uh, letting us know that he is watching us from the toilet right now. So appreciate him being here. Thank you. Wow. (laughs) You can get us anywhere. You can. That's what's great. YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Sacktown Sports app. You could take us into the bathroom with you. Yep. I do that a lot. Bring what? the phone in the bathroom? Yeah, for sure. No, but, but I, yeah, what do you mean? can I, I, I am, I need. Secret time. Yeah. It's not a secret. Oh. I'm just going to put it out there. But Real time. No, um, I just, I need to get like a setup for my shower where I have like a Bluetooth in there. Because a lot of times I'll have like YouTube on my phone. I'll be standing mm. in the shower with my phone in hand. Just, and it's getting wet. So you're wet. not afraid of, yeah, I was like, it's getting wet. Of, yeah. And then I dry it off. Dry, it, wait, you just dried it off on your self? wet body? Yeah. Yeah, it's just like fun to dry part. Why wouldn't you just dry it on what? a towel? I mean, sometimes I do, weirdo? but I, I, there's I, one part <laughs> on Deuce's body that, that he doesn't put no, water he on. Just, I don't dry it. I mean, it's just you kind of get the water off. He's like a fish, right. like it just like all scaly on one no, part of his face. Then I'll, uh, I'll kind of, I, I kind of put the phone up sometimes, but then I'm like, oh, let me respond to something in Discord. Like, I'll, <laughs> what? To just yeah, take got, a you shower, got, yeah, dude. Like, you got to check out at some point. <laughs> You're wasting water. Yeah, you're not checking out. Not rest- wasting water at all. If you're sitting in water responding <laughs> to people instead of washing yourself, then you're wasting water. Do you understand all how that business. works? It's with, a business trip in there. With the rain that we've had this year. Oh, no, stop. No, that's true. That's, that's true. very there's true. No, such no thing as you, water in fact, they said now you can just leave the sink on. <laughs> just all Why day. don't you take a bath? Don't. T- don't ew. <laughs> gross. How, to chill with my 
like poo particles? No, I'm not doing that. Chill with them? Wait, what? <laughs> no, it's you're gross. That, no, no, no. That's See, okay. Gross. Okay. You're if you're that disgusting <laughs> of a human being, then you should probably, probably take a shower at all times of the day. That is weird that no. there'd be poo particles Morgan, on just, you. And also, don't what, tell are me you a baby? Don't tell me about a drought. I am the type that if I'm washing dishes, I turn off the faucet in between washing. I don't oh, let a drop man. go to waste. Good for you. Now, in the shower, <laughs> there's other things that are happening now. Okay. Very wow. strange. Just And here's the other thing. Oh, my gosh. It's 2023. You can get one of those things that, like, set up on the wall. That's and what you I just, was thinking. I was yeah. like, well, they have, like, they have things that you can, like, stick onto your, your shower wall, and then you can... Put your phone in there yep. and then seal it. And then it's I, waterproof. And then I hold a keyboard that's connects to it so I could type. Or yeah, what? and so you can just, just, <laughs> just don't respond. Like it's what 10, 15 Dude, minutes. How long are your showers? Uh, I mean, with, yeah. Would you also like? Do you how have long would they be? Long they can't showers? be like just odd. Like you can't just hook it up some Bluetooth and just listen. <laughs> Sometimes it'll be twenty. Uh, that's not great. How no, long would your shower be if you didn't have your phone and you weren't doing all these things? Three minutes? I don't know. Dude, <laughs> I take five-minute showers. Okay. Five minutes. There's some people, and you know what? You can do your thing. Your right? shower you do your breathing yes. exercises and all that, and that's cool. My time in the shower it's is wasting valuable. Water. It's Got how it. I think, too. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I get that for sure. Sometimes when you're in the shower, especially, you know, you're just like, you're, you're suppo- just in a different world. But you're supposed to be disconnected from your phone yeah, I mean, in a different that's, world. That's like, he's, he's, this is, you don't not... disconnect, dude. Okay. I understand, listen, like, I hook my phone up to Bluetooth speaker and I'll play it while Music? I'm in the show. No, I'm usually podcast. Podcast, or, okay. You know, it could be a YouTube So you're video. not disconnecting, you're listening to podcasts, that's man. That's where I'm Sports. kind of, but like the, the viewing and like the active replying is kind of like, that's that's like another, that's <laughs> definitely you. another another your, level. Your brain doesn't chill. Yeah, yeah I like, don't have time, to- I have to do these things because I don't have time to do them at any other point. Or you could just like not <laughs> respond for a second. Okay. okay. But. I mean, let me just get back to how the Kings, oh, yeah, yeah whatever was sure. on, made history mm-hmm. in their loss last night. Yeah. So you saw the Blazers pulled off the largest NBA upset in 30 years on Sunday by knocking off Minnesota because they were 19 and a half point underdogs in that game. Wow. Well, the Kings also were huge uh, favorites in their game against the Spurs. I, I, what was the peak of it? Because I, I saw like. I saw it at 18. You saw at it at 18. Point. Well, yeah. Sunday was the first time that two of the underdogs won outright, according to ESPN. So it was the 91st time since the 1990-91 that there were multiple 15-point underdogs in a day. And Sunday was the first time two of the underdogs won outright that flat out won <laughs> the game. Imagine if you would have had that. I mean, I there ha- there's no way anybody had both of them on like a parlay or something like that would be cuz there's sometimes where it's like especially when it's an 18 point favorite the the money line will just be off the board like yeah. you just can't bet the straight up and i definitely feel like in that kind of situation where 18 point favorites and a 19 and a half point favorite like i don't even know if that might be off the board like i don't yeah. even know if they'll give you a payout on that right what 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 would 
What's the parlay? What is a parlay? <laughs> oh, I got you. God. Parlay is putting two bets. To, so, like, instead of an individual where it's like, I just think this will happen, yeah. you're doubling down and you're saying, not only will this happen, but this will also happen. And it, like, they, they, they merge. I don't know if they merge the odds, but it creates, like, a new, better payout for you. Oh, so yeah. someone, if someone did bet on both those games, yes. like, I'm taking the Spurs and I'm taking the, the uh, Blazers. Uh, Blazers, yeah. Like, they yeah, could have won. Like, been ma- like, it already would have been massive with the, with the one. But yeah, if you would have doubled down on it, it would have been. I don't. I honestly like. I don't even know millions. It probably would have been tens of thousands for sure. Like I think I saw a hundred dollar bet got you twelve thousand dollars. This is when Morgan goes what. And she's betting, like, huh? She's like, I'm going to go to Tahoe right yeah, now. Right. Start betting. She loses everything. Oh my god! I would never. Don't don't bet. Oh, I don't. do not bet, kids. Okay. Do not. It's one, such a bad idea. One, don't bet if you're bad at it. No, don't, don't would, bet. Period. I so you wouldn't bet if you're good at it. Uh, I mean, yeah, I probably would. How but is, nobody, nobody is good at betting. You. There are people who think they're good at betting. Thank you. <laughs> you and also never see, like, you always see, like, oh yeah, this person won a hundred thousand dollars betting this obscure three. First person to score parlay, and then it's like, but you don't see the thirteen other bets where they lost thank you hundred thousand dollars or whatever. That's, just, I would never bet yeah. on any type of sporting game, and I would ne- like no, I have before done the uh, what is it roulette? Yeah, like I've done roulette and stuff. And remember the hundred dollar bill story that I lost the hundred dollar bill like that? Like this, that is why betting is just so dumb yeah, to me. Uh, yeah. You can't blame betting on roulette. Play a better game. <laughs> I uh, I think I don't bet. Like I, right. I last year at a bachelor party, we were yeah. at a casino, and there was like a college tournaments going on. Yeah. And I was like, I have no idea who these teams are. I'm throwing. I bet like twenty bucks total, I yeah. think, and I I put like ten on Seattle Pacific winning a game, just for fun. And yeah. what happened? Just, I lost. Oh. Yeah. But you know what? It didn't it hurt makes me because it was just funner. like it does yeah. make it a little more yeah. fun. You don't have to. And I had no like real. Th- oh. I didn't. I didn't overthink. I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. running for Seattle Pacific today. Right. See, I go. You know what? That's I could have spent that money That's on. Fun. I could have spent that money on this or yeah. that. Or Morgan, when I'm when a I, saver. I'm man. not a casino guy, but when I went on that trip and we went to the casino <laughs> and we just, I think I think I spent like a hundred dollars total on losing games. money. Yeah. But hanging out with people and gambling, like just. Everyone's kind of into it. You're not. Yeah. We're not talking about thousands of dollars yeah. here. I was like, I'm comfortable today losing a hundred dollars, and it was. I got a couple hours of entertainment out yeah. of it, See, and you paid and hung out with some buddies. The healthy way is once you once you bet it, it's gone. Yeah, like yeah. you can't think like, oh, like I could win this, this, and this. like <clears throat> you just have to have the mindset of like, once I pay this, it's probably gone. Everything else is for free. Betting is such a weird culture to me because I feel like it's rich people and poor people culture and it's dangerous for both it is incredibly like, dangerous yeah, yeah it's I mean, not dangerous for rich people uh, i mean depending on what level look at charles barkley it's like if you're if you're stupid rich nothing you can do whatever you want with your money but like if you're like rich and then you blow all your rich people money right and like then it's it's almost like it's a gamble huh yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway wow kings blazers but anyways yeah <laughs> or I guess Blazers, Spurs. Yeah, they really? made somebody Huge, a lot of money. Yeah, Mattress I made Mac. someone a lot of money last night. You know, when you were out during the last break, yeah, we were talking about Alex Len and how he's kind of looked the last few games. Yeah, I'm kind of cool with. Them. I am Given Alex this, Len of Rec League. That means you're a pretty good player. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Alex has been. Um, I feel like he's been pretty steady for them. Yeah. And I know it's against like the Blazers and Spurs. Right. 
at least they're giving him some reps in case they need to use him for the playoffs. Yeah, it's I don't know how to feel about it because I I can't see him playing postseason minutes, but yet him playing the minutes that he has, especially recently, has really pointed to me at least the fact that they just how like Alex Lynn is not I said on the show earlier, he's not Jaron Jackson the third. He's not Dikembe Matumbo. But when he's out there, you notice, oh, this is what like actual rim protection looks like. Like somebody who is diverting people from just coming in the paint. He can deflect shots, send them the other way. Uh, to me, I, I just noticed the things that the Kings really do miss when Alex is out on the floor. It's just like that physical presence, someone who, who can set screens. That's not Mezzi and Trey Lyles's uh, forte either. It's it's the the things that he does that maybe we should look for next season in a Girth. backup center. Girth. Being, having a big body out there. Like I think sometimes – we, we look at the way that the modern-day NBA is going, especially with body size, and I'm all about that. You know, the length, the um, wingspan, everything. But you it's still valuable to have those big bodies, that presence in the paint when it's needed. It's just crazy that it took this long to see him based on the backup yeah. five situation that the Kings have had. But. I, I don't get it. All right, we got much more coming up. We'll be uh, back on the radio side in just a couple of minutes. We're always live at youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan, Chris Watkins on Sacktown Sports 1140. Live and local. It's Deuce and Mo. Watch the show now on youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Or listen for free on the Sacktown Sports app. <laughs> yeah? Deuce Mason, Morgan, Reagan, Chris Watkins hanging out. Sometimes people say and do things that you're like, Wait, what? We got Kyle, who works behind the scenes here. He's going to be here all day. He's telling us what he brought in to eat. And you got a nice like Trader Joe's salad. And he goes in some dry pasta, like just dry pasta. He's just going to eat dry pasta. I'm about to go Costco after the show and just buy him some tomato sauce. <laughs> like, I can't have this where you're just eating. What? You're down bad if you're eating dry pasta. That's pretty, I mean. No butter on it. No, just dry. Yeah, that's just like dry you growing up dry. eating dry cereal with no milk. Yeah, because yeah. I, yeah. In a bowl, though. Not like a cute, like in a snack, yeah. like in a baggie. It's yeah. like in a bowl. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, very weird. It's not great. When you don't have milk, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do something. At least not water. I, I hate, hate people. dry cereal. People what? like put water because they don't oh. have milk. God. Yeah, that's disgusting. No, I'm putting it in a baggie and I'm like snacking yeah, on it. You sure. know, I'm not putting it in a yeah. bowl and eating out a spoon dry. But then it takes away the ritual. <sighs> what ritual? You got cereal first, milk cereal first. in a bowl. Cereal first, milk first. Cereal first. Come on yeah. now. Yeah, I don't know that matters, but I no, go cereal it first. I, I mean, why would it matter? Because otherwise it's you're soggy. a cereal killer. It depends on what the cereal so is. Um, <laughs> by the way, no NBA games tonight. I know. No NBA games fun. tonight because we got the national championship. San Diego State taking on UConn. Who would have thought? Uh, by the way, some NBA news to talk about, too. Andrew Wiggins rejoining the Warriors. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Oh, and by the way, Dallas may be shutting down Luka and Kyrie for the rest of the season. Because they want to hold on to that draft pick. Otherwise... It can go to the New York Knicks. This is weird. Very weird. I cannot believe this season for them. And I mean, it's the NBA. This stuff happens. We've seen weirder things. But for people to still, this is what bothers me the most, you guys. Yeah, let's, let's just let's whisper, whisper it, though. For no reason. Yeah, okay, yeah. just listen up here. 
the fact that Luka Doncic is still in that like top 10 MVP and his team is where they are, I just I think it's a little ridiculous that the narrative around him, no matter what he does or what his team does, it's like, wow, but he's phenomenal. Gener- he can be a generational player without having an MVP season. He can. You yeah. got sausage arms and cankles. <laughs> yeah, I, it is pretty insane that somebody who, yeah, what they're in the 11 seed right now, like that shouldn't that shouldn't even be in the conversation, regardless of. Not, I mean, unless you're averaging 50 and 20, right. like which I, I mean, don't feel yeah. like it's even much of a conversation. He's not going to win. I mean, no. yeah, he, he's it's, he's not in the. It's not much of a conversation anymore. But my point is, even when he things even be, yeah. that when things were yeah. even starting to look da- like people were still like, oh man, but Luca's still special. He said he can be special without being in that conversation this year. And I just think sometimes right. the NBA. National media people just catch on to something and then they just want to keep going. Oh, with for it. sure. Yeah, this, the Mavs are crap. They're crap. Yeah. And I mean, a lot has to do with them breaking down everything, trying to make themselves better. And yeah, it's just not working this season. Um, how about the women's national championship yesterday? LSU, the champs. Yeah. Uh, they beat Iowa 102 85. And what a weekend it was for women's college basketball. Mm. Record setting ratings this week. The two semifinal games averaged four and a half million viewers, up sixty six percent from last season. Mm-hmm. And that matchup between South Carolina, who I you know didn't lose a game for how long, a long ass yeah. time, against Iowa drew five point five million people. Ooh. I know the conversation wow. today is like different because social media, where it's like, why why is Angel Reese doing the you can't see me? Oh, that's so disrespectful. Nope. Who would have thought that? John Cena's "You Can't See Me" would be this impactful all these years later. By the way, right. <laughs> also, why do why do we care so much about a little back and forth smack talk? Caitlin no. Clark does the same thing she did it. Why is people, it that big of a deal? People aren't used. That to was see- different. Oh, okay, that was different. And that and that, but people aren't used to seeing young women be hoopers, be competitive, yeah. be crap talkers, smack talkers, whatever. I just can't cuss on here, but you know, what, <laughs> right. you know what yeah. I mean. And it's like people. Whatever fits their norm is what people want to see. I mean, think about how many years you guys on be, before this year, like even women on radio and like people like, I really don't like, I mean, people still say it. I really don't like a woman's voice breaking down my sports. Like whatever people aren't used to and they don't like it's and it's weird to them. That's when that narrative gets pushed yeah. out there. It is dope. I loved it. I loved oh, yeah. every moment about it. Angel Reese. Hooper, Caitlin Clark, Hooper. I love the smack talk. Keep the competitiveness going. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a great. It was, it's yeah. The the tournament, the women's tournament, has been spectacular the entire tournament long. I mean, I watched uh, a good handful of games. Stanford losing to Ole Miss was a great game as well. Iowa's run to the to the uh, national championship game has been incredibly exciting. Just to see Caitlin do what she's done all mm. tournament long has been incredible. Uh, and LSU, a team that I, I think I saw that they're. Uh, the lowest seed to ever win the women's tournament as well, which just speaks to the level, like the depth of talent that is now wow. in women's basketball as well. A sport that was traditional. I mean, how many years in the early 2000s was it just UConn, 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 yeah, Tennessee, yeah. sprinkle that yeah, in. Yeah. Uh, and now to just see, I mean, now a three seed has the has the depth of talent to be able to to win a national championship. Great things. Yeah, I was just thinking about why the women's game, college game, seems such so more. It's way more exciting. It yeah. feels, and I think part of it is like the connection. 
these players are there for a few years. Right. Like, it's what we used to love about the men's game, right? Yes, it's it, everything we used to love about the men's game. You'd right. be like, oh, this rivalry, this right. matchup. build year mm-hmm. after year. There's no one and done mm-hmm. in women's college basketball. Right. They have to be 22 years old and graduate before they go to the WNBA. Yeah. And the other thing that makes it crazy competitive, you only have 12 WNBA teams mm-hmm. and 12 roster spots. Yep. It's not like you got 30 WNBA teams like in the NBA with mm-hmm. 15 roster spots plus now three two-way right. deals. Like it, It's far more competitive. Yeah. And, and the fact that like Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese, they're not coming out of the draft this year. No. They are back next year. Yep. And I think it adds a – I mean, I'm more excited to watch it next year too. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's yeah. just been a lot of fun to watch. I, I yeah. don't like the conversation today because it's just like people jumping on Angel Reese – and it just, it, it's very you know, uncomfortable. Yes. You know. Oh, yeah. It's actually. Because then people want to say, like, you just got to win with class. Oh, but when Clay, Caitlin Clark is doing yeah. it, it's winning with class. I like, let's, yeah. like, yeah. rethink your thinking and circle back in and think about what you're saying. Yep. And don't do that. Just can I, can appreciate I just it. Just say one thing about the Angel Reese Please. thing. Please. Because I do feel like there was a little bit of, like, she might have gone over the line. Just she like kind of did stalk her down to like get in her face she did. and do the you can't see me. I don't have really like I'm not gonna go on a first take. Right, I thought everything else was totally. Yeah. I thought the ring was dope. Love it. I, I thought it was, the the snapshot was great. The picture was super cool. I just did was like uh, she kind of did like hunt her down and get in her. F- I was just thinking as somebody who if that were to happen to me, if someone were to in a national championship game walk, like seek me out, walk mm-hmm. up to me and go like this in my face, I would probably hey, be like, that's pretty unchill. Show it with your game next year. No, I mean, speak through your game next sure. year. And here's like the other I thing. Said. Angel Reese. Straight up Hooper. Pat Beverly does it. He has to rely on doing antics where Angel Reese is can speak with her game and with her crap talking. And and that's what and Caitlin Clark, same thing. That's why she could do that all season long too. And that's why I just love that we're seeing people, women especially, be their true selves in their sport. And people are going to crap on you no matter what you do in life. Just be you. You also have to remember that Chris is a world-class Caitlin Clark stan. Stan. The other thing that, well, to go, bringing up Caitlin Clark for a second, it was pretty funny that she's like, oh, I didn't see lies. Angel Reese. Lies. Bro, you oh, definitely lies. saw Angel Reese. She no, was. she could not see her. <laughs> That's true. That, once you do that, you can't see. Yeah, it was definitely a long yeah. taunt. But, like, you know what? R- Richard Sherman. All right? <laughs> I Richard would also, Sherman, Michael Crabtree. Probably also a st- too far. It probably I was. It was. I but like, there were people, and like the way you're going about it is so different. You're not offended by it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like you're no. not sitting here. Doing, she's a bad person. person. <laughs> like Keith Olbermann went at her. Dave yeah. Portnoy went at her. No. And it just, it is a bad look because on one hand, Caitlin, I feel a bit bad because Caitlin Clark gets put in this whole little perfect. bit. Yeah. 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 But and like, I love yeah. her. She is truly a baller. Yes. Like I'm not trying to take yeah. away, but it's just like she does it, and it's like, oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, for sure. Angel, it's like, hey, yeah. why is she doing that? That's not classy. No, yeah, well, you got it. Yeah, it's the same action. Think yeah. about the history of this country. <laughs> Don't have to think that far. Don't yeah. have it's to not think even really that history. far. The reality, though, to put that aside for a second. Yeah. Just having the women's game put in this type of spotlight right. and people are digging it. Like the numbers back it up. It's not like, Hey, a lot of people on social media are saying good things. And it got like 300,000 people watching. Right. No, we're talking about 
five and a half million people watching the game the other night. Yeah. That's a big deal. It's yep. huge for college basketball, for the women's game. Dude, it's a great product out there, and that's been one of my favorite things. It's like they're backing up all the numbers, all the tickets that they're selling, yeah. Dude, all, all the, the love resale that they're tickets getting. for that. Yesterday's game yeah. was over $400 just oh, to get in. Awesome. The, for the national title game tonight, the men's side, it was like 40 bucks to get in. Yeah. Haha. Yeah, no. <laughs> I love too. Like, the, the, like we're talking all the off the floor, like the on the court product. Dude, also, so like good. the skill level has taken just. Such, I feel like in the past ten years has taken such I a agree. huge yes. leap. The shot creation, the shot making ability, thirty five footers from. I mean, Caitlin that's Clark. what I'm saying. Like, just the actual skill out there too. Like, there's nothing. There's it's, if you if you are watching the games, there's nothing you can say about the quality. That's what I always say when we we had the conversation about the WNBA. I think WNBA is so it's, much better than it was. So like 10 so years ago. To, yeah. But go back and watch an NBA game That's from the 1950s. Early, not even 2005. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was bet <laughs> yes, the yeah. players evolved. They get better right. and the NBA game, the skill level from players Absolutely. has never been higher. Mm-hmm. Same thing in the WNBA. You're seeing things, the shot making like you said, the handles, yeah. the skill level. I love basketball. I, I just yeah. love it. It's yep. it's great. Yeah. I'm with you. Great. Chris, thanks for hanging out, man. Anytime. Yeah. Let's so oh, tomorrow. Good. So tomorrow? Yeah, I said any time. Okay. Uh, oh, God. We'll see about it. I'll okay. have my people reach out to your yeah, people. Yeah. We'll see perfect. if we can coordinate Yeah, you're schedules. good to come on tomorrow. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tomorrow, same time, same place. Sounds cool. good. Uh, coming cool. up next, I'm super excited about this. Uh, one of my great friends, Scott Freshour from the Kings, will be joining us. He is the MC. You guys will know him. And if you don't know him, you're going to get to know him. He joins us. Coming up next, it's Juice and Mo on Sacktown Sports, 1140, sacktownsports.com. Gotta love this song. Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan. John Cena, man. So talented. I like John Cena now. Took me a while. What do you mean now? He's fun to make fun of, but he's also really good at what he's Oh, good at what he does. He is really good at what he does. Uh, We are super excited to be joined by great friend of mine morgan is he a good friend of yours or? yeah why I, you keep calling him your friend but he's my friend too probably, i'm probably closer with him it's not a big deal That's uh, fine. he is the longtime mc of the sacramento kings a multi-time all-star one of the best people on the planet he joins us live it's the one and only scott fresh hour Aww. What an honor. It is so great to be with you guys this morning or this afternoon, whichever you prefer yeah you don't know what day it is or time it is because you've been at wrestlemania the last two game two days yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, somebody tweeted yesterday that I'm on load management, which is probably more accurate. I'm resting up for the big playoffs. Uh, but yes, I am down here at WrestleMania living the dream. Um, We're definitely going to talk about that, but we want to bring you on <laughs> for a couple of reasons. Why, uh, one, you are awesome at what you do. Amazing at what you do. you guys? Okay. okay. It's this not, is about, not us. about us. It's right not about now. us. Shut your mouth. This is about you. Do not interrupt with Ooh. it. It's you. Um. I, I'm so happy for you because this team is winning. But the the one thing that I, I just think you're so good at getting people one, your attitude is super great and positive. People love you. But the way you can get a crowd into a game, especially during some of the lean years, what has this season been like for you as a longtime Kings fan and now the longtime MC to feel that environment, especially with a winning team? 
it is sweeter than words can describe my friend i mean this is already the like the most fun job in the world right it's so it's it's been fun even throughout those tough years but now that we like are winning i can't even describe it I, you know i've been going through a tough few years personally and so like for me this has just been a renaissance on all levels of like it, it's just so fun it has been just exactly what I, my soul needed and uh it's just electric, man. It feels like feels like WrestleMania at those games. Fresh, you know, you you talk about the last few years. I want you to elaborate on as much as you feel comfortable with and want to share with everyone. But um, I because I know obviously not only everything that's been going on, but you know, you talk about why these moments and why this year of Kings basketball is so special. So if you want to share, I would love that. Yeah, you know, it's not something I've really talked about too publicly, but I, you know, I lost my mom um, last season, uh, and it was about as traumatizing and as traumatic as one can experience losing a family member. You know, she was she was my mom had fought cancer for about six months. It kind of came out of nowhere, uh, and I, I was lucky enough to kind of be with her every single day. The Kings kind of gave me the opportunity to, Hey, if you need to go to, you know, the doctor's appointment, go be there. And, and I took advantage of that. And I spent every day with her, you know, her fight became personal to me. It became my fight too. And so when that fight lost, it really kicked me, man, it really kicked me hard. And so the last year and a half, you know, personally, I've been really struggling, you know, with the loss of my mom, that's, that's my person. That's the closest person I am to in my lifetime. And so there's been a lot of soul searching. Uh, and so this is just like almost heaven sent in a weird way. Like I, I, for me, it's very personal. Like, you know, the Kings have been struggling and then now all of a sudden they're good. Like in a weird way, I, I in my own way, it's my mom kind of helping me out and say, Hey, look, I got treats for you. Look, look, look what's going to happen. You get to go to do a playoff game. So it is it is as rewarding as one can imagine after feeling some of the, the depths and despair that I've me and my family have kind of gone through over the last year and a half. So this like I said, this is just like the ultimate prize right now. Wow. Yeah, and you guys obviously had a deep connection to this team long before you were even the MC. I mean, you grew up a Kings Oh yeah. Fan. Yeah, my mom would drive me down to games from Redding, California and it, it really, for anybody who kind of knows my story growing up a Kings fan, it was my goal to come work for the Sacramento Kings. I didn't think it was going to be in this kind of a capacity, my goodness. But it, 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 it yeah, we've, we've been rooting for the Kings forever. And uh, my mom has always been a huge supporter of like, no, stick with it, stick with it, keep doing this. You're good at this. And so she was my biggest cheerleader. And so yeah, I think she still is just uh, in, in different perspectives. Gosh, fresh. It's so, it is so cool whenever you do get to hear uh, uh, a Kings fan that has been a fan all their life and then they kind of get to live out their dream of having a different type of connection, whether it's working for the team in some capacity or whatever it might be. For you, how special is it not only that you get to get the crowd amped and on their feet, but that you also get to cheer on this team throughout these years yeah, it it is so special uh, I, I don't think there's any way to not have fun doing that standing on the court pretending to be a pro wrestler hyping up the crowd and and them accepting me is probably one of the most beautiful parts because that could easily have just been rejected you know what I mean like Kings fans have really 
shown me a lot of support. And I think that's because, you know, I, I hope it, you could tell I put my heart and soul into it. I mean, at the end of these games, I'm I am drained for about 36 hours because <laughs> I'm literally laying it all out there. And so the fact that it's rewarded with a win and a playoff berth and potentially these big playoff games, well, not potentially, they're happening. It, it, dude, it still feels like a dream. I, it, it's just like a dream. It's fun. And even during the lean years, this crowd, this fan base is still insane. Yeah. The loyalty that they here. have. Yeah. Wh- what do you think makes Kings fans different? It is, there is something different in Sacramento. I've been really lucky to go to those other teams and, you know, be at other basketball venues and events. There's nothing like what happened, what's happening in Sacramento. It's maybe the fan, it it feels more personal. I think maybe fans have, you know, through some of those crazier years, like things almost got taken away from us. So I think for Kings fans, this is all very personal. This is intimate. This is a different kind of relationship than say the, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies have with their fans. Like there's just this bond in Sacramento and we're look, man, we're not Los Angeles. We're not some of these shinier markets. And so there's just this authenticity, this passion. It, there's nothing like it for, for teams to have those lean years and these fans show up religiously. Yeah. I mean, for everybody, this has just got to feel so personally rewarding. Uh, it's just a special time, man. It, it just feels like beautiful karma. I always say that, like, life – I'm a very zen person, as Deuce and you uh, <laughs> might know. You know, life has its ups and its downs. It's constantly going up and down. And most human suffering occurs when you allow yourself to get lost in the ups and the downs. But really, we need to stay – kind of even keel so to speak and so i always say like the pendulum of pain and happiness if you can feel this much pain is swinging up to the left imagine how much higher on the right hand side on the positive side it's going to swing and reach higher heights than it really ever has so i really believe the best is still yet to come man Fresh, your energy from the start of a game to the end of a game, like you said, you you leave it all out there and everything. But what's where do you feel it more in the beginning of the game when you're telling everyone to make some noise, or in the when you start the fourth quarter? Because both to me are epic. But I, there's something that <laughs> there's some weird energy connection that I always feel when it's the start of the fourth quarter and you're getting people going into it, and I just. I think it's like I'll ne- it's one of the most special things I think we have in Sacramento is you pumping up the fourth quarter. But which one's your favorite? Oh man, that they're both like you said, they're very different, but they're both very fun. Like that tip off energy, I think that sets the pace. It kind of sets the uh, the energy stage, so to speak, for the game. But that fourth quarter pump can change. For anybody who's really paying attention and listening, I'll, I'll kind of switch up the words a little bit based off of the scenario of the game. If it's tight, you know, if it's if it's a little bit more of a blowout on our end, like I really, I feel like the fourth quarter pump up is a little bit more different uh, based on the situation that the game is in, and the tip off is always kind of trying to get to that one level but for me as a wrestling fan to have not one but two like catchphrase moments that's pretty cool man i might need to start selling shirts i'm thinking about it <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> 
fresh. This can be your first playoff game as an MC, right? Bro, I, I, look, this is going to sound like a humble brag. No. I don't want it to be. Yeah. I've been very l- lucky and very blessed. <laughs> I've been able to MC at eight NBA All-Star games, three USA Basketball Olympic events, WNBA, Formula One. I've been able to MC all these cool things. I've never been able to MC a Kings playoff game, mm-hmm. and that's the one thing I've always said. I need to do that. I just need to do that. And I didn't think it was going to be this year, but I'm very glad that it is. And so I really do get to kind of check off my, uh, like a personal goal with this playoff game. Do you feel like there's going to be different nerves? Like, Have you tried to envision in your zen-like state what this moment could be like? Game one, Western Conference, first round at Golden One Center. 18,000-plus in the Oof. building. <laughs> yes, I'm ready for it. I, I'm not nervous. I'm incredibly excited for it. I have done, uh, as you might say, Deuce, uh, my Zen, I would actually be practicing my visualization techniques right there. And yes, Deuce, I have thought about what I'm going to say. Instead of saying, welcome to Golden One Center, who's ready for some Kings basketball? I'm going to say something like, welcome to the NBA playoffs. Oh! Who's ready for some Kings basketball? I am. I am. Let's go. Let's go. Spoiler I'm alert. I'm ball right now, so people around me are looking at me. But you know what? I don't care. Light the beam, baby. Yeah. yeah. I love it, Fresh. Uh, you were also at WrestleMania the last yes. two two days. Um, That's wh- right. What was the experience like? Was it too much wrestling? Was it perfect? What was your experience? It's perfect. I went to... I went to the WrestleMania at Santa Clara, just like you guys. Yeah. Uh, and to me, that was still one of the best weekends I've ever experienced. And so when this opportunity arose, uh, I took it. And this is it's living up to the experience at Santa Clara. I mean, yes, I get to go to the beach during the day and then wrestling at night. So it's like yeah. a perfect vacation. But, dude, night one's energy, absolutely electric. Um, it's been perfect. It's been so much fun. Um no, I have not gotten tired of the wrestling. And I might be one of the few people that stood with the bloodline last night. I threw up my one, and I acknowledged the tribal chief. You know? It's As been you a lot should. Of fun. And I'm going to Monday Night Raw tonight. Dude, I was so. going to ask, is that is that at Crypto tonight? It's at, yes, it's at Crypto.com oh, Arena. Dude. Raw is war live in Los Angeles. Hell wow. yes. And you know what? I'm with you. No one wants to see... All those marks who want to see Cody win, why? Yeah. Why does he deserve oh. it, Mr. Captain America? I need Cody as a heel if I'm going to buy into him. Roman oh, Reigns yeah. is the head of the table. He's That's the right. tribal chief, and we acknowledge him on this program. And I want to thank you for acknowledging him on this program. I know that he would be very honored. <laughs> That's so stupid. Uh, also, people, someone in the chest said, love fresh, but the Dodger hat has to go. Yeah, what are you wearing? Why? I'm trying to blend in, man. I'm not trying to. I, I, I'm off the clock out here, yeah. right? I'm I'm on. Uh, what somebody tweeted it yesterday it was hilarious. Load management. I'm resting for the playoffs, and so I needed to blend in. I didn't have the energy to to wear. I went to a Dodgers game on Friday. Okay, and by the guys? way, and also, I don't like baseball. I yeah, you're not a baseball guy. You're not a baseball guy. Yeah. Okay. I just wear it because it's something to wear. Look yeah. at him trying to blend in so everyone, the crowd doesn't just well, like come running toward him yes. trying to get his autograph. And- oh my God. <laughs> it's Scott there, Fresh there, he's Some people did yell light the beam at me at that WrestleMania. So. Are you being serious? <laughs> Dead serious. There yes. are Kings for WrestleMania this week. Dude, that's amazing. Um, what was your favorite match of WrestleMania? Can you pinpoint one? Ooh. 
No, I can't. I can't pinpoint one. The men's showcase tag team match was way better than people expected. Yeah. Uh, it was a nice spot fest. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte was beautiful. Usos and Sami Zayn was absolutely emotional. Like people were hanging on every punch. It was they had they had the crowd in the palm of their hand. Uh, the Hell in the Cell was a little di- disappointing last night. I hate to say it. Uh, the Shane thing was weird when his <laughs> knee blew out. Like the crowd was like, "What's going on here?" Uh, but but yeah, the main event last night had everyone on their feet dude when cody rhodes music hit and every single person's cell phone was out not not the light on the front but everybody was taking pictures in the arena i've never seen an arena full of screens like that and you did not do that because you would not disrespect the travel no dude i was one of those old people who just like watched without their phone out and soaked in the moment you know uh, Chris, I'm here to drink it in, man. Hell yeah. Chris Verlot has a question for you. So you didn't have a favorite of WWE, but what about the weekend? It's got to be Commander versus El Hijo de Vicago, right? What did you just say? What? Ring of Honor. Oh. He's... Yeah, pal, I, I'm only here for the big events. Not oh. The... the big leagues. I'm not going to these indie shows, pal. Well, no, and, and to be clear, uh, Fresh, we call those the minor leagues. We Correct. <laughs> Correct. Uh, it, your buddy Chris is uh, what they call on the internet a, a, a smart. Yes. Smart Mark. Yes, he is. I'm known as a wrestling he, he fan. Knows. He had no idea. I bet, Chris, were you? how sad were you when Cody didn't win last night? Oh, I wanted uh, Roman Reigns to win. Mm, yeah. Oh. I, he's, I think he's lying to everyone right now that's listening. So. He's saving face. No, I, I gave you my fantasy booking for the, ni- for the night that I wanted to happen yeah. and it didn't happen. He wanted Cody to be heel. That's true. I get it. But, you know, anything can happen on Monday Night Raw tonight, man. Like, literally, Triple H might show up and say, hey, you're defending both titles tonight. One versus Cody, one versus Sammy. Let's go. He drops both titles tonight. Nobody sees that coming. Ooh. I, you I see it coming. Know. I just think it's funny how we analyze pro wrestling. Like, <laughs> like, 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 we don't do that with other, like, entertainment content. Like, we're not saying, we're not watching the Avengers going, Oh, they just buried Ant Man, or you know, uh, they're totally, they're totally pushing Winter Soldier right now. <laughs> you need to go on uh, Avengers Reddit because that's exactly what they that, do. That, yeah, true. Really? Oh, we awesome. Oh, do we lose Fresh? Oh, uh, well, Fresh is the best. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you got attacked by somebody. Yeah, maybe that's hilarious. Did he, did he jo- re- try to rejoin? He's back on. Hey, Fresh. Yeah, I don't know why we lost you for a second. Um. Dude, I just had a. This is what I do every time I feel like I have FOMO. I was like, do you think I can make it to Raw tonight after the show? If I like just. You gotta stop. (laughs) You gotta stop. He got me excited for it. Yeah. I have an extra ticket, bud. I swear. Really? I have one extra ticket. It starts at five o'clock. Okay. Well, uh, let me look at this. All right. All right. (laughs) I might have to. I might have to. Is it by you? Do I get to sit by you? Oh. No, it's a little bit higher upstairs. You know, I, I let's just say you know I, I do have some friends in the professional okay. wrestling community. They texted me this morning, see if I wanted to sit in the family section. I said yes. My two tickets are now okay. going to be thrown away, basically. Uh, well, so, I mean, I could. I'm part of your family. You think I'd be able to get there too? Okay, uh, all right. Oh, we'll, we'll talk. Absolutely. We'll talk. And you can stay in our hotel room too. There's a great spot on the floor <laughs> for you, pal. I might be in. Okay, I'm gonna look it up. Fresh. Seriously, I'm so happy for you. You're one of the best. My favorite. One of my favorite people. Um, and I'm so excited for you to do a playoff game, man. Thank you, bro. It's been great having. It's been great finally being on the Juice and Mo show uh, here on Sports 1140. 
Um, it's Sacktown Sports now, Fresh. Try, you have to try it again. Try it again. Try it again. Sorry, man. I'm so no. hyped up on all this iced coffee, man. <laughs> no, just it's try it again. Easy. Try it again. It's so good to be on with Deuce and Mo on what? It's so great to be yeah. on Sacktown Sports 1140 with one of my best friends, Deuce Mason, and one of my good friends, Morgan. <laughs> Thank you. I'll, you know, I'll take it. I'll take it. That's fine. That is fine, Fresh. I'll remember this forever. How about that? <laughs> I'm in trouble. All right, Fresh. We'll talk to you soon, man. Take care, guys. Bye. Love that guy. Great energy. You do have FOMO. You do have FOMO. I mean, sometimes you got to live a little in life. And live, man. How much is a flight? I'll look. I'll look during the break, man. Are you you judging me? No. Going to have to fight LA traffic? Yeah, there's no way. I just looked. The last flight is uh, 3.30. I land at 4.55 at LAX. There's no way to make it. I'd be at crypto at like 7, right? Depends on how far crypto is from LAX. All right. well, Can't you get a buddy to get you like one of those planes, take you out there, or maybe a like private a private plane? Yeah, yeah, maybe like um, a police escort. Oh yeah. Could you imagine? Deuce Mason is here, dude. They're like, is that LeBron? J-? No, dude, some Deuce? some radio dude from Sacramento is trying to. Yeah, no. Oh my um, god. Yeah, can you that atmosphere? At Golden One Center for that first playoff game is going to be dude, crazy. and even fresh just saying that, like actually saying the words, I could feel it. And it's so cool that not only that he actually gets to say that, we all as fans get to feel that in that arena, in that in that arena. This is even when you said it at the beginning of the show, you were like said something about the Kings and playoff basketball. I'm just like, whoa. It's real. It's clinched. It's there, and sometimes it still just feels like a dream. Hopefully, it's lasts more than around. I mean, absolutely, obviously, obviously. But I do think it's, I think it's fine to have high expectations for this team in a postseason. But I also think you have to be realistic with the way that. With your expectations. And when I say that, um, it's not about being like, oh my God, they could have won that game. They just sucked at defense or they sucked at this. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of things that they do wrong and that we're going to be very disappointed in that we don't like. But there's also going to be things that they do right. There's also going to be things that they grow from. And if you see game by game adjustments happen for a young team that's never experienced a postseason, right there, that's a win. It's going to be interesting to see how everything comes together now because now it seems like some of these teams that we're kind of concerned about are getting key players back or playing better basketball. The Warriors just lost in Denver yesterday when Jokic wasn't playing, but Andrew Wiggins is rejoining the team now. That's significant. You add Wiggins to the mix, you could see why that team could be a championship-level team. The Lakers? Morgan, I buried the Lakers not too long ago. You did. Their dude. last 20 games, the Lakers are 14 and 6, and they had the number one defensive rating in the NBA during that stretch. And LeBron is back. LeBron is back. I mean, it's all the above. And, and they're in the seventh spot right now, and they're a half game out of a sixth spot. We could have a Kings Lakers first round series, Morgan. Wait, so the Pelicans were a half game out of the six spot they last are too. night? They are. Oh, okay. The, they I were... mean, and that's what's great. The Kings' wow. next couple of games, you got the Pelicans and the Mavs who may be shutting down Luka and Kyrie yeah. to preserve a draft pick. But the Pelicans, 
are seven and one in their last eight games. Yeah, dude. Dude, we got a lot to discuss on the show, including Ooh. Mike Brown kind of calling out his team after the game, and KG had some more things to say about the Sacramento Ooh. Kings. We'll talk about that and more. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports eleven forty and SacktownSports.com. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. On Town Sports. Well, championship tonight, UConn against San Diego State. I think we're all rooting for San Diego State, right? Yeah. Just because it's like, why would you root for UConn? Is that where we're at? San Diego State's not known as a like, basketball powerhouse. Yeah, I'm rooting for them to win a I national mean, championship. That's Kawhi cool. Leonard came from there, you know. Yep, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> also, shout out to LSU for winning the Women's National Championship, beating Iowa yesterday. Hell yeah. Women's National Title or Championship uh, Tournament. Whatever. I can't talk. Let's. Can we restart yeah, yeah. that? The Women's National... Let me... What is that? Oh. oh. Hey, do some more. Back here at Tech Sports 1140, restarting that. How about the women's tournament? LSU, the champs. Champs are here. Champs are here, and you can't even see them. You can't see them, and that's really offensive. You can't do that gesture. It's really offensive. People get so mad in the media when women, like, smack talk one another. Ugh, they're not used to it. If you're a woman who does that, yeah. or if you're a baseball player, mm. can't showboat. You bat flipping? That violates the rules that are not written. Ugh. We throw a ball at you. You know, you know what my uh, grandparents used to say to me? Act like a lady yeah, growing it, up. Like, yeah. think about how that could have damaged me my whole... It, in fact, all it did was encourage me to do the opposite. I was like, oh... Well, these- that's interesting. Yeah, Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark, not ladylike, according Acqu- to some. Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, so- let's uh, hear what Angel Reese had to say after the win. Yeah, it was really cool. Oh, my God. I'm sure it was so good. Maybe if we unmute this, everything, you know. Angel Reese, what's up? Oh, it's not working, Chris. I don't care. Oh. I don't care anymore. All right. Um, You be nice to Angel. No, it's not an Angel thing. She said some great stuff. Yeah, I would not play, so I can't really do anything. And then, okay. What? Everything's up. Deuce is going to, like, flip a table. This is funny to see. Oh, my God. It's not working. You know, she did have some very interesting things to say. But why isn't it playing over here? I don't know. Don't be so angry. Hey. Hey. Energy. I I know. I know. It's crazy. I have expectations for, like, a a media place where you just, like, be able to, like, play something and it works. Crazy. Be nice to the And the audio business can't play audio. Hey, Just to be clear. You need to be. I can do it at home in a press of a button from an office. We're going to need a most minute in a second. He's going to go rampage. I'm trying to give Angel Reese some love for what she accomplished and what LSU accomplished. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I mean, all year I was critiqued about who I was. Nobody. I don't. Yeah, yeah, the narrative. I don't fit the narrative. I don't fit in the box that y'all want me to be in. I'm too hood. I'm too ghetto. Y'all told me that all year. But when other people do it, y'all don't say nothing. So this was for the girls that look like me, that's going to speak up on what they they believe in. It's unapologetically you. And that's what I did it for tonight. This was for the more than, it was bigger than me tonight. It was bigger than me. Twitter is going to go in a rage every time. (laughs) And I mean, 
I'm, I'm happy. I feel like I've grown, helped grow women's basketball this year. I'm super happy and excited. So I'm looking forward to celebrating in the next season. Too. Yeah, and it's not growing. She's not trying to grow just by doing a you-can't-see-me gesture. She's doing it because she is a really good basketball player. Ballin'. And we're seeing highly talented women's basketball players with the game in its evolution, dude. It's awesome. It's great to see. As someone who loves basketball, it's fun to see more and more people engage with the women's product too and yes. not you know for so long and there's still that it still exists out there duh yeah. that's always going to be around oh they can't dunk oh you oh. shoot like a girl the game's no. this the game's no if you watch that watch the game you you can appreciate it. if you like basketball you should appreciate that game agreed and i just i you know i love it so much because obviously <laughs> Not only because I love basketball so much, but I just think about what basketball did for me in my life as uh, a woman in a male-dominated business. And and just for not only in this business, for my confidence growing up. And so that's why it's so cool to see the product get the love that it deserves, but also to see the product just keep evolving and getting better and better. And I love that everyone's talking about it today. And in what I do love, too, there are a lot of people out there like us and on national media that are making sure that that narrative that pe- that some weirdos on Twitter were trying to push is getting shut down. Like they're going, oh, no, no, no. How about you look in the mirror and reflect on why right. you're possibly saying that kind of crap? Yeah, and the ratings back it up. People are into it. Five and a half million people watch the game over the weekend. I don't know that the ratings are out quite yet for the actual national championship game. I do think it's lame that they played it like on a Sunday afternoon. You know, put it in prime time. I know. That's my nitpick with it. One of my favorite things, I was talking to Lindsey Harding on the bench yesterday, and we see Keegan Murray come out, and she goes, look at him. Look at him. I'm like, what? And he's like, he's just staring. He's just stretching and staring at the game that's up on the big screen. Because obviously, you know, he comes from Iowa. But it was like, for him, he wanted to see them play. It was something that he couldn't take his eyes off of. And just those little moments, they're really they're really cool to see. Yeah, go Hawkeyes. Oh, yep. That's what, and that's what he said. <gasps> oh, so your computer does work. You just played a clip there? Yeah, that was of Keegan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, another thing that I wanted to say to you really quick, cause you, I just mentioned Keegan, but there was the, uh, the Kings fan that lives in Taiwan. His name's Henry and he does some incredible artwork. He did a Ducemo poster, um, and brought it so cool to see came to a dud of a game, but he had this poster for Keegan Murray and it said like, um, like calm down and Murray on or something. I forget what it said, but Keegan came to the bench and I showed him, you know, just so Henry could see him, see his artwork. I'm like, I'm like, he made this, he made this for you. That's so cool. Did he like paint that? (laughs) That's That's your Keegan. That's an awful Keegan. Okay. Then say normal. That's That's so cool. Did he paint that? And he came over and signed it. Did he? I think he did. I think he signed something for sure. Wow. That was cool. Yeah. That's what sucks about yesterday's Kings loss for many reasons. Yeah. All right. I was there at the airport Friday night, 400-plus people there probably to greet the team. And then Henry from Taiwan travels like over 6,000 miles because he wants to see the beam in person. And the Kings laid an egg against the Spurs. They didn't care about Henry yesterday, that's for sure. And, And that's what I think a lot of people felt is they didn't care about them. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We showed up for you, but you couldn't show up for us? What? What is this type of relationship happening here? It happens. It happens. And are, it just are sucks. Are you concerned? 
about oh, that no. loss now? No, no, no. After and I, I think Chris Watkins a little bit was, I don't know if it was concerned, but when I asked him that, he kind of talked about that. I'm not concerned at all. Yeah, I, I just hope it's a wake-up. Because these things just can't happen. You cannot play this poor of defense right. against the Spurs. Like, you have to be locked in. And I, there's some people that push back. It's like, yeah, but they score a ton of points. They're not a defensive team. You could keep talking about defense. No, but if you watch that game, there was one team out there that was playing desperate, playing like they had something to play for. They are yes. playing hard. And I felt like the Kings kind of were going through it a little bit. Now, I'm not saying they didn't try all the time. It's compounded when you're kind of lackadaisical out there and also when you're not completely focused and locked in. So many times people hear effort and they think that means, oh, you're not trying. But sometimes it just takes a different level of mental engagement in these games. Like you may be like, ah, Champagne, I don't have to be as engaged with him. Mm -hmm. I don't really know his game. Well, then he's going to make you pay because these Spurs players, they had something to play for. They're playing for their NBA lives. They're playing for more minutes. They're playing for future contracts. They're not coming out there to mail it in. Even if they look like a bad team, it's not a bad team that's dysfunctional. It's a team that lacks talent and a team comprised of young players being coached by a guy in Greg Popovich who has mm. standards and says, you need to play this way. Yeah, they're not going to win every game, and I think they're fine without winning every game. But that game yesterday was really good for those young Spurs players to get that type of experience, and the Kings did not match their level of intensity. 100%. And I think, too, when you look at these situations, why it's so disappointing is because you want us to expect you to do something special and different with postseason basketball when you can't even finish off mm-hmm. this type of G League status basketball. And again, whenever I say that, I'm not I I love the G League. I I mean very talented players. It's just more like you're playing in the best league in the world. Show it. Be different. I think even when we watch the G League games and there's players that are like cusp NBA players, we go, if you're not just demolishing others in the G League as an individual, that's what's not going to take. You have to do that to go to the next level for a team to recognize you and to be like, oh, yeah, he dominates here. Then he can be a good NBA player. Like, and for the Kings, it's like you got to dominate that type of game to be a good playoff team. Well, We'll have more on the Kings coming up at 1 p.m. Our buddy Sean Cunningham from Fox 40 is going to join us. But coming up next, it's time for story time. Chris Verlod is at the news desk. He's going to bring you story time with Chris Verlod. That's straight ahead. Juice and Mo on Sacktown Sports 1140 and Sacktown and Mo on your local sports leader. Set Town Sports. Mason Morgan Reagan. Coming up at 1 o'clock, our buddy Sean Cunningham from Fox 40. Going to be joining us talking about where the Kings stand. Right now at the number three spot in the NBA's Western Conference. Four games to go for the Kings coming off that loss to the Spurs yesterday at Golden One Center. But Morgan... We need a little story time. Yeah, we do. Story time with Christopher Lodd, baby. We interrupt this program for an important announcement. It's that time of the day where Christopher Lodd gives you the stories that you need to hear. Or maybe not. Oh, story time. 
Yes, it is. Story time with Chris Verlade, baby. Chris, what's going on, man? All right. How about we go to Pottsboro, Texas? Okay. This okay. is courtesy of The Mirror. A friendly child caused $25,000 worth of damage to Kobe Todd's Ford Mustang by rolling a grocery cart into his car. <laughs> the child not, was not seen by anybody, but Kobe Todd knows it was a child because a child ghost has been following him around after oh. he made contact with the spirit of a nine-year-old boy on a ghost hunt the day before. Kobe says he believes it's a friendly spirit but not may not be at peace yet and is trying to get his attention. He posted the video on his Facebook and said, uh, I went hunting for spirits at a really old house where people died. I sensed a little boy's spirit that was playing around, and the next day this happened. He also wanted to let people know that the video is not fake, and he would not purposely roll a cart into his car because the car is, quote, his baby, and he would never let anything happen to her. Uh, so now the question is, would you like to see the video? Yes, please. All right. I think I know how to do this here. So we are going to check it out on the YouTube page together. YouTube.com slash Shackdown Sports 1140. We could always watch the shows live. All right. Oh, no, no. Okay. Grocery cart. What happened? You what? All right. Let's put this on pause. So as you can see, this is the security footage. Yeah. And that's Kobe going right there. Okay. Going to his car. Uh-huh. Just walk into his car. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The car. He just walked by the car yeah. heading to his vehicle. Is he going to ram the car into the cart? You think so? No. I'm it's a, it's starting to believe. Oh, got it. Okay. Great footage, by the way. I love that this is like... So he's in his car right now. Okay. What kind of car is it again? Uh, Ford Mustang. Got it. Got it. Now do you see the cart? Yep. Oh. Whoa. Wait, how is the cart doing that? (laughs) How is the cart doing that? I mean, there's clearly some sort of rope attached to it. And then it turns right into the car. $25,000 worth of damage. How is that twenty five thousand dollars worth of damage too? It's it, it hurt his car. It's his baby. Do you believe that video? <sighs> that do I believe that a ghost <laughs> pushed and... a cart like that in slow mo? The ghost was just like, let me slowly turn this and just kind of coast it into. And the car. then the ghost spirit pushed the cart into the car. No one knows what you just did. I know it's very inside chills. You're talking about on YouTube. Yeah, chills. <laughs> It's so inside, it's not even funny. Um, not believable? People don't really believe it. He ghosts. wouldn't run a cart into his own car, Deuce. Do you believe it? No. You, How do you think that happened? I think he got like some wire or something like that and pulled it. Do you believe in ghosts? Like, honestly. In some ways, yes. But I don't believe that video is real, no. The video's clearly not real. I'm just like you could have faked it so much better than that. See, I think I think Mo, you and me, I think both are on the same wavelength. Like we're all energy. Yeah. When you pass away, there's some sort of energy that comes from you that goes somewhere for sure into the dirt because you're dead. Just don't know anything. That too. You rot. It's over. I mean, you definitely rot, and it's over. But like, you can still like I don't know. Like you can't you feel the presence of like like when I don't know. 
when my grandma died. Trust me, I've had, my uncle was telling me that they believe their house is haunted. Like See, they're, but they're they're the ghosts are not bad. Haunted by like your grandma? In no, your... but by different ghosts. So they, oh. they don't know. They're not familiar, but they're definitely ghosts in their house. But they they kind of embrace it. That's cool. And I just sat there and yeah. Oh, haunted. you don't have any sort of belief in anything. No, that's okay too. I mean, I don't believe in a lot. I don't believe in a lot of things. Here's my ghosts never come out at during like for that video. When was that shot? Was that during the day? Yeah. Has anyone actually seen a ghost during the day? Everything's at night when you're like half asleep. It's like yeah, because you're like asleep. That's why you're seeing stuff. You don't. Are you ever on a Sunday afternoon just chilling at home watching TV and go? Oh, there's a ghost. It's always at he, night. Here's Jay my... Mars said that he had a ghostly experience here in the building oh, during the day. That doesn't surprise me. What was it? Uh, he was in the bathroom over here, and it shut on him, and he wasn't expecting it. Oh, wow. A heavy door shut on him. There must be a ghost in the room. In what? And why Why are ghosts always doing things like that? Why can't they just, like... Because they can't, like... It doesn't make sense. A ghost would not just go, come around and be like, hey, I'm going to just mess up. Let me just make a weird noise. Like They're it, trying to get our attention, Deuce. Yeah. It, it, I, get my attention by coming in a room like, hey, what's up? It's me. I'm the ghost. They're trying to go through different realms, Deuce. Yeah. It's not so easy. Yeah, why do you think this is all just, hey, like, Hey, what easy? are you watching on TV? No. Wait, the kings are good? They're just kind of floating in. Hey. No. Whoa. And, like, the whole floating that, I mean, thing? You just made a great point. If there were ghosts, how many ghosts would be, like, pumped up for the kings right now? Exactly. There'd be some positive. You wouldn't just have the ones that are trying to scare people at night, like, I was sleeping, and I heard someone wiggling the doorknob. That's freaky. Here's yeah, my I, quick I, question. I, quick question. If you were, like, in an old school, in an old school that, like, was abandoned and everything, like, let's say, like, Marshall School over there, and there wasn't, like, there wasn't anyone else in there. For sure, there's no other people in there. Would you be, would you be weirded out being in there alone? I think you'd feel like it's creepy because it's, like, dark and, like, I could say it's spooky, but I'm not going, all right, I'm really on edge because there could be a ghost that pops out. I'd be more worried about, like, a rat or um, a spider or... Wow. Someone that's just like chilling in there, like real things that exist, not okay. some spirit that may come out and get me. Huh? If ghosts were a thing, there would be like real ghosts that are kind of chill. There are. No, there no, are. no. Like, hey. God, I sound like a weirdo. I'm not I'm not even like a big ghost believer. I'm just saying like I, I there's people I believe when they're like, oh, spirits or energy. I'm like, yeah, for sure. Do you? Whatever. Next story, Chris. Spirits. Let's go to Douglas County, Colorado. This is courtesy of KDVR. Knock, knock. Who's there? A booby-trapped house. Ah. Oh, I love it. Like Home Alone. Just like Home Alone. <laughs> Last month, a door-to-door paint salesman walked up to the front door and all of a sudden heard a loud boom and his vision was affected. He couldn't see. He also saw that a wire was caught around his leg and that's when he went to... That's when he ran away. He contacted the, the police... And a few days later, officials executed a search warrant where they discovered booby traps on both the front door and the back door. So the front door was that noise thing. The back door had a, like, um, pepper spray that if you tripped the wire, pepper spray would go into the person's face. Genius. (laughs) And the police arrested 44-year-old Kevin McAllister for (laughs) (laughs) following a short 
standoff, Brian Hill and Tracy Remington were both arrested and charged with second-degree assault, felony menacing, and prohibited use of a weapon. Both of their bonds are set at $25,000. Wait, was it their house? Yeah. You can't do that to your own house? You can't, like, attack people that are just coming to knock on your door. Oh, it wasn't inside the no, house. No, it I... was outside the house. <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh, I better take down my booby trap. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> I don't want to go to jail. Oh, my God. Okay, a little weird. Paranoid people, I'm sure. Yes, I'm, okay. sure, they're, I'm sure they're doing great. Yeah, Oh. Poor people. Oh, well. All right. Our last one takes place in Philadelphia. Okay. Courtesy of the phillyvoice.com. Michael Rohanna of Bear, Delaware, is pleading guilty to charges of interstate trafficking, which carries a maximum of two-year prison sentence and up to $20,000 fine for stealing a thumb. A a human thumb? A human thumb. Not a human thumb. A thumb drive. Oh, not a thumb drive. During an ugly sweater party... That Michael was at. He uh, this was taking place at the Philadelphia Museum. Okay. So at during an ugly sweater party, uh, Michael allegedly put his arm around a statue, took a selfie, and then popped off the thumb. So this statue, put, he took it off and then he put it in his pocket. Took off. This isn't just like any ordinary statue. Okay. This is a two thousand year old. Terracotta warrior that was part of a traveling exhibit on display in the museum. Michael was under investigation by the FBI months later, and he gave back the thumb when an FBI questioned him at his home. So, with the plea deal of theft, uh, uh, with the plea deal of theft, he did not have to think about the other charges, which were theft and where is theft. And concealment of an object of cultural heritage from a museum where if he was charged the full charge, it would have been 30 years in prison. Oh, so what was what what was he in? Like, because he was just charged theft, like, was it just like he didn't have to go to prison? So he's getting sentenced on April 17th and it sounds like he will be going to jail. Why would you? Like, I don't know. I don't know who like the worst person is here is just like. That this person popped off this 2,000-year-old statue's thumb and took it with him. Uh-huh. Or... Or these people taking this 2,000-year-old statues, bringing them over here and putting them up around where people are having an ugly sweater party. Thank you. <laughs> or I... the guy potentially being uh, in prison for 30 years. Pharmaceutical companies. Just pay your fine. It's Ooh. okay. It's Okay. Ooh, this world is messed up, baby. Hey, that that happens like every other uh, story time with Chris Verlot. It evolves into, and this place sucks. This place. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you about this country. Uh, Well, you know, good story time. It was great story time. I, I actually really good. No one, nothing. Well, there was one death. Where the kid. Oh, ghost kid. good point. Ghost, ghost kid. kid. That's your okay. Ghost kid. Ghost kid. Yeah. Well, coming up next, uh, we talk some more Kings. Sean Cunningham from Fox 40 will be joining us live. Coming up, it's Deuce and Mo on Sackdown Sports 1140 and com.
Hughes and Mo on Sacktown Sports. Juice Mason, Morgan, Reagan, happy Monday. For most people, it's happy Monday, but... What, what does that mean? Kings fans probably a little bummed today. Aw, but it's... I mean, it's still a good time. A great time. Losing the Spurs at home when you had a chance to win the Pacific Division title. That shouldn't dictate your entire life. <laughs> it does for some. <laughs> oh, let's bring in our buddy from Fox 40, the one and only Sean Cunningham. Hi, Sean. Kids, how are you? Oh, so good. I just love your voice. So good. How are you? Do you? I do. Do you really? Oh, we should go karaoke mm. <gasps> Sean, <gasps> what is your karaoke song? Uh, something Creep. Rihanna or something. Creep no, by Creep. Radiohead. Radiohead. Yeah. Is yeah. it really? Chris knows. Chris knows. Chris has been there. Oh my! I would do anything. Okay, maybe maybe Summer League. Yeah. What's this? Maybe. What's this? And, maybe. And, Come in. In San Jose, he did Creep by Radiohead, and I did Thong. Shut song. it down. Shut it down. I believe it. Are you a little jealous, Deuce? Sean can't see. Oh my god! <laughs> no. That was the consensus of the yeah. karaoke spot. I mean, some liquid courage, and that will get you going. Well, sure, I'm sure I'm he just... does it, but it's not good. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, just not, just not shy. Sean, you, know, you just go and you do it. Don't let him tell. It's probably great. That's the thing. Hey, I don't have visions of being on American Idol. Damn it! I'm just saying, <laughs> I go out there and have some fun. So you know, whatever. Uh, I approve. Well, <laughs> you know, Deuce started this hour talking about how hey happy monday but not so happy maybe for kings fans oh we were all there yesterday um how are you feeling after that loss against the san antonio spurs the bad san antonio spurs i mean i'm feeling great Mm. (laughs) there's not there shouldn't be anybody hitting the panic button i think certainly these players aren't i do like what you know i Every, I think if, if, if you're a fan out there, uh, I'd make it an appointment after every single game to make sure you listen to Mike Brown and what he has to say after every single game because uh, that man just has a way of keeping it real. And uh, I, I like the fact that he says maybe it takes us getting hit in the head. I don't know why we're, you know a little bit better defensively on the road. Well, it's quite a bit better defensively on the road than you are at home. There's a comfort factor. I think he called out his team and said, yeah, you probably overlooked this team. Uh, I don't know what the mindset was. Uh, I don't think they want to kind of stumble going into the playoffs by any means. They want to kind of keep everything steady. And certainly the offensive end is where um, their bread has been buttered this year. And defense has certainly been the, the Achilles heel of, but uh my question going in there yesterday was like, you already know you're really bad defensively. Like, where did this one rank? You know, and it's not really a necessary question, but I think it's something to just have in a way to keep things in perspective. Because as you move towards the playoffs, you know, I've internally have had discussions about, you know, hey, if you think this team plays with a lot of pace and is this offensive juggernaut, uh, is it, they're capable of doing even more. That's their belief. Defensively, certainly there's room to improve, but. Um, the, I think this team, you know, they hang their hat on the way they play offensively. They'd like to be known as something different, but this is where their bread is buttered. And even, you know, offensively, they've had some, you know, wonky moments over the past uh, few home games. I mean, you have got a consecutive home losing streak now, and uh, there, there's certainly things you don't like. But guess what, guys? I mean, <laughs> they're still a playoff team, and I think this all goes away with a few days of preparation for the opponent that lies ahead. We were talking about the the numbers home versus road. Obviously, they're 
road record is better than their home record now, but it's crazy to look at their defensive rating on the road at ninth, and then at home, it's 29th. Just such a large disparity. Why do you think that is? I think it's just, it's definitely because of the focus. I mean, Malik Monk will tell you that, hey, we get off of the plane and we go right and practice. You're at home. There's a little bit more distractions around you. It's just natural. Um, I also think, you know, they've had the, when you look at the way the home schedule lays out, there are moments of uh, let up. Dave Yeager liked to use the phrase, you know, let go of the rope. Well, when you have um, lesser opponents, and, and especially when you start to believe you are what you are, yeah, you should still take care of business, and so often they do, but you run into these moments where you're playing against personnel that you don't quite know who, you know, Julian Champagny is, you know, if, if they haven't, you know, checked out the G League too much. Uh, and then you go out there and he's putting up big numbers on you. Everyone should know what the hell Doug McDermott does and who what he's capable of. So that shouldn't have caught you by surprise. But be, by virtue of not really taking care of business in the first half and kind of scuffling a little bit, you have a moment where Doug McDermott can just catch fire. And, and here you are in a, in a battle down the end. And, yeah, you let one of these games slip. I mean, Demonis Sabonis called it a trap game. I'm inclined to believe him. But... You know, I think everyone wants to see this team finish with 50 wins, and Harrison Barnes has said as much. But if you look at the outlying games, like, Dude. you know, if you break them up into these little segments, I looked at Portland, Portland, San Antonio, and I just thought just because of the nature of what lies ahead, where they are, um, just really needing to get to the end of the season, I figured they would drop one. They did. That wasn't the game I thought they would drop. And uh, here they are. You know, they, they're going to go on to this road trip. I would imagine they'd probably split these two games. And then you've got you know, a, a Warriors game that might hold some really significant meaning for both teams, more so for the Warriors, obviously, and Denver to split or to finish up. And you probably split there. So you're probably looking at, you know, maybe just two more wins to, to close this thing out. So not 50 wins. Ooh. Not 50 wins. Yeah. Not feeling it. And that's okay. Yeah, that's no, okay, it's fine. Right? I think I think the where the disappointment lies is like, they say one thing, but their actions aren't, like, backing it up. And, like, I'm not trying to make that big of a deal about a loss to the Spurs. But it's just, like, they are so – they kind of downplayed the significance of making the playoffs, which that's cool. But they're so focused on 50 wins and, hey, we got to finish the right way. And then you, you have a trap game. There shouldn't be a trap game because you haven't – it's not like you're a championship team that's bored. I mean, you're a team that just clinched a playoff spot. You can't be losing these games at home like that, especially. And they've had too many of those, I think, on the home floor. Yeah, I'm with you. And 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 look, it, Golden One Center historically, um, just you know, no disrespect to the fans because they bring it every night. I feel, and it's it's for whatever reason over the past few years, it doesn't really have that home court advantage. This year feels more so like a home court advantage at any season, uh, really prior to this. And, you know, let's we're, we're sitting here dissecting defensive ratings and, and the way they play better on the road, and they do. And that started even before this season. Um, but I feel like also that uh, they've made so, so much strides at home. So you do see progress. But it, it's one of those things, like, it, it's probably a bad analogy, but, like, you can be someone who thinks they're a 10. And in, in looks, maybe you look a little bit more like a 5. Is that a shot at me? Think you're, Is that a shot no, at me, John? More, <laughs> it's probably more of a shot at me. But if, if I say, like, I, you know, hey, I really want to be this 10, you have to put the work in, man. You've got to put the work in. And and, and the, it's not like it's going to happen overnight. But you do see progress. And that's what's frustrating is because you do see this team make a little bit of progress on the road. So where are the Kings on a scale of 1 to 10 then? Are, oh. we, are, are you saying there are 5? No, I'd say they're probably about a 7 and a seven. half. 7. seven. Well, I mean, Ooh, it depends. Like, because when you take the... 
you take the whole, you take the like everything yeah. on the whole, you have to you have to factor in the <laughs> historic offense that you have. And and that's a that's at eleven, really. I mean the way they this team can score Super the basketball. High. I mean this yeah. But on defensively, like, whoa, that's Oof. you know, you don't have that. So it's basically like having looks and no personality. It's kind of like that, right? <laughs> oh, I love this breakdown of something I wanted to talk to you a little bit about more geared to last night's game. But kind of overall, when we're talking about consistency, you know, you saw a lot of three-point shots taken by the Kings last night that I felt like were just settling. Um, especially mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox, what, 0 for 8 from deep and then he starts to turn it on and gets back into the paint to start of that fourth quarter. Mike Brown has talked about before, like, he needs to be consistent through all four quarters. What do you think that was last night, just kind of cruising through it all? Do you think that's going to – is that something we're going to see happen again? Or do you think he's going to truly learn from the mistake of not being consistent through all four quarters? Yeah, I mean, I think they're a team that they just think that they can shoot themselves back into anything just by virtue of the way they've played. But I will say, like – I think you're onto something, especially because that second half, I mean, Domanis Bonus gets into foul trouble. Uh, they stopped kind of running the ball through him, and that was a little kind of puzzling as well. Um, but, you know, uh, this was a team that, that, that really, it doesn't matter what the deficit is. They can they think they can shoot themselves out. And, you know, Kevin Herter really was, was terrible from beyond the arc um, as well. So, uh, yeah, it's just one of those games. You haven't seen many games where this team struggles to, to shoot from beyond the perimeter. I, I sometimes feel like they really abandon the Sabonis game, not just from him setting people up, but, like, the guy's just a bucket. I, there was nobody on the Spurs that I feel could have, really frustrated him and the only way to do it was to get him into foul trouble and they did so um even down the stretch i thought they'd just go to him a little bit more than they did and and maybe a few i mean he had i think 12 he had 12 in the in the fourth but i i wanted more uh, especially since the shot wasn't falling from the perimeter and um yeah i think i think look you're done with the spurs you're gonna have probably another game like this coming up where people I think every team's going to play desperate the, along the way, but like, what's Dallas going to do? Like, yeah. dude, they might be shutting is, down Luca and Kyrie. It sounds right. like, yeah. And if that happens, that's almost a game that that frustrates you even more because you don't know what to expect from a team like that. So you have to prepare as if oh, no. Kyrie and Luca and all their main players are ready to go. That's like a Jaden Hardy drops thirty-seven and Dallas wins game, and then Kings fans game? are really upset because they drafted yeah. Jaden Hardy. That'd be wild. Yeah, revenge game. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> it would I do not a podcast be... with a guy that, that might throw himself off a bridge for that if that happens. <laughs> Who, uh, James Ham? <laughs> yeah. He, Wait, is he a Jaden Hardy guy? He so wishes Jaden Harvey was uh, or Hardy was on the You know what's so yeah. funny about the Jaden Hardy conversation is I he was obviously a highly uh, touted prospect when the G League Ignite signed him. He was not good last year. Like, I was so excited to see him. And yeah. I, was like, I was so unimpressed by him. I'm like... Man, I, I this guy was supposed to be like a, a lottery pick. He drops to the second round, but he's also young and has some talent, no doubt about it. But yeah, it's funny when the narrative with Jade Hardy comes up and it's like, well, he was not good. Like, there's a reason he dropped. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not for lack of confidence, but I will yeah. say, I mean, yeah, you get you get there and all of a sudden life comes at you fast and you got to work your way through it. But it's so young. These guys are so young. Exactly. You get a guy like Jaden Hardy on this team, it's like, well, he's not going to really play. You know, go, go to the G League and do what you do, and that would cost you a, a two-way over one of the guys you already have. So, yeah, it's uh, I'm with you. I, I, to me, it's, it, it didn't make a whole lot of sense, but uh, if you could have packaged him, I don't know that there was a huge market out there for Jaden Hardy, but clearly clearly Denver or Dallas wanted him. 
So the, the the race for the six spots pretty interesting. I feel like it changes every day. You know, we've seen the Clippers there, the Warriors. You got the Lakers in the mix. They're just a half game out. The Pelicans have won seven of eight. They're a half game out. Um, do you is there a preferred matchup you think for the Kings? Like if obviously they're excited to just be in it, but is there a good matchup for them in the first round? I'd say yeah, there probably is. Especially you know if you can. You know, you probably would like to see the Clippers over somebody like the Warriors because the Clippers just have this identity crisis. And with no Paul George, and I don't think you can just, you know, plug him in right away and, and expect him to be Paul George. I think uh, that would be a more favorable matchup, especially with the way that you've played that team this season. But I don't know that you've really gone up against the real LA Clippers. I mean, you certainly you had that one game down in down in LA where it was just that historic game where you put up all those points and Malik Monk was crazy good, but um it took double overtime to do it. Uh boy, I don't know. Um I think that would be it. I mean, the Warriors they 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 definitely frighten me in terms of if you're looking at it from a Kings perspective, mm-hmm. certainly Minnesota does as well and I've kind of talked about that forever. I think that the Kings just I mean, it's a, it's a fact. They just totally struggle with long teams. The Lakers are just surging right now, and, mm. and I think that they're playing right uh, the the best basketball at the right time. Um, so by virtue of that too, like that could that could be a team that that just really frightens you. I don't know that the Kings really should should be just sitting there going, "Boy, I hope it's this," because they're going to be ready for anything. They're going to be ready for any scenario, and and just by the way that they play is going to be a tough team to game plan against, even with a team with experience. And that's why I feel like. You know, I might not pick the Kings in a series against a team like, for example, the Warriors, just because of that experience. And But at some point, the Warriors just are what they are. And I think if the Kings go into a team, a, a game with a team like that experience, I still think because even though they haven't been there, there's a, there's a freedom that comes with that. And I think they'd be a really, really tough out. So, um, yeah, man, I, I would say probably the Clippers if you, if you really had a chance to pick. But uh, there's certainly some teams that frighten me. And, I, and Mike Brown, he's been saying it for a while. Like he was asked the other day, he's like, no – you know, teams should be targeting us. That's exactly what teams below us should be doing because that's what he'd be doing if he was in the same situation. You've got all this uh, this playoff experience, and and in your champ, some of these are championship caliber teams. Uh, they should be able to go in there and get, go up against a team and prove that that this is a, a an odd season and that they shouldn't be as low as they are. <laughs> but I got to tell you, having Mike Brown on the Kings side is a nice weapon to have in your arsenal when you go up against a team like the Warriors. Yeah, no, because I, I keep thinking about, like you're saying, like all the matchups against length and longer teams and how they've struggled against some of those matchups. But then you look at a team like the Warriors, you throw a zone at the Kings and it just seems like it could really mess with them, especially a team that has experience in throwing different defenses at a high powered offense. That's been, that's been my biggest thing. And I know there isn't one team that necessarily um, scares you, but wouldn't that suck if it was the Lakers? (laughs) Well, here's what I don't like. It just selfishly as someone who grew up in this town. Like I, I, I don't want to see a team like the Warriors or the Lakers because if that happens, game one in Sacramento, there's going to be a lot of visiting fans in the building. Uh, and, and and look, the fans have done phenomenal. Uh, they, they, they sell out that building. Um, but we all know what it's like in the playoffs where a lot of ticket members will try to make back some of their money. And hopefully it's not as bad as, as we've seen in, in regular season games. But, but the, make no mistake, this could look like a – uh, a split building at times uh, if if we do have a series like that. 
Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what it would look like, but because that's how I think it'll go, and I think it's up to the fans and you know Sacramento to hopefully not sell their tickets to those type of fans. <laughs> yeah, that's it's tough because they can make so much money off of mm-hmm. that too. I just wish you could like, like interview on StubHub. You, they would be like, yeah, you have to show proof of who you root for. I don't know how you would do it. So like, no, because I'm sorry. I don't want to – if you're a Kings fan, I know it's money. I do not want to sell my seat to a Lakers fan or a Warriors fan. It's not because, oh, I hate the Warriors. I don't want to mess with the environment in the building. Yeah. It's supposed to be home court advantage. I also hope that there's just enough demand in Sacramento just from Kings fans because this team hasn't been there in 17 years that right. it'll just be the majority of Kings fans. But we'd be ignorant not not to think that Lakers or Warriors fans would be at the games. They're just it's going to happen, and it, that's just the product of how the secondary market works nowadays. People are willing to pay money to see their team, especially if they're from the area. That's what sucks about it for sure. Because I I want I want a real home court advantage. <laughs> I think it's more fun that way in the playoffs. 100%. I'm inclined to believe that because, again, you haven't been there, and I think people really want to see it. But I also am, I also believe that if you were able to get out of the first round somehow, some way, depending upon who you play, and let's say now you're going up against one of those types of teams in the second round, um, to me, I feel like in the second round, it would be less apt for that to happen because I feel most of those people who would want to make their money, they're going to strike while the iron's hot and get get it done in the first round. So if it does happen to go to the second round, I just don't think that – I think that the the overwhelming demand from Kings fans will be bigger than what uh, the 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 temptation to sell at that point because I feel like they may have already done it in the if if they were already to think about that they would have already done it in the first round. All right, who is a bigger concern to you now? The Warriors now that they're getting Wiggins back, mm. or the Lakers now that they're what fourteen and six in their last twenty and number one in defensive rating during that stretch. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Pro- this is probably in the min- in the minority because I think more, most people might fear the Lakers based on the length and some of the things that they have and just you know trending the right way right now. But to me, it's the Warriors. I mean, they've been there, oh. done that, and that to me is f- is frightening. Uh, and you've got two, you know, not that no disrespect to the Lakers because they got two Hall of Famers on their team too, but they've got two Hall of Famers uh, in the Bay, maybe three if you you know. Uh, some people don't consider Draymond a Hall of Famer, but. Uh, I, I I absolutely would fear the the Warriors more so in that scenario, and it, it has everything to do with just being a champ, champion caliber team. But I will say this: let it happen. All the you talk about pressure, all the pressure is on the Warriors. Like that's like it's already. I think at the end of the season, and I'm just you know kind of forecasting a bit. Like Bob Myers is probably gone. They're probably going to move Draymond Green. Crazy. Don't let that team lose in the first round because if that happens, you could see some really dismantling kind of crazy decisions that are made, I feel. And uh, I already think this team is set. For, this is like the the last dance, so to speak, if, if they do a documentary, Jordan style, 30 for 30 style, and then do it to where they're they're following the Warriors. I think this is their last dance. I don't see championship in their future. And that's not any bold proclamation. But if you lose to the Kings in the first round, I, I think that could have devastating consequences to what the Warriors do going forward. Dude, a last dance, yeah, uh, featuring the Warriors. Uh-huh. Like, if it comes out five, ten years from now, someone's gonna have to put the footage of the Jordan Poole, Draymond Green thing well, in there. Right? I mean, why wouldn't you? We already saw it. Yeah, no, but there's got to be like some you, better footage. No like, one had cell ul- phones. They were practicing. There's alternate angles in there. There's no. more than one. Cam- there's more than one camera in there. Do you think that there's alternate angles, John? 
I mean, yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, look, there's, there's, you've got just like the Kings digital staff yeah. that's already. Every team has uh, stuff mm-hmm. around this team. I just don't know that the. I think the Warriors will have control over that footage quite a bit, and it's probably been destroyed. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, I, I think you've already seen enough, to be honest with you. I mean, we've gone over that film like it was the yeah, Scooter film, no, and it, we, we know what it looks like, so it's not pretty. Is a punch in the face worth getting into the playoffs? What does that mean? I'm like, like motivating factor? I'm, yeah, I'm joking because oh. it's just wild to think about the beginning of this season and what it was for the Warriors and that, oh, yeah. like, just the, the chaos around it and that even with – Everything that was going on, they're still finding a way to make it into possibly make it into the playoffs. Although they lost to the Nuggets last night, they're going to get in. They're yeah, fine. yeah. It's insane. I can't wait to sucker see. Punch. I cannot. Punch. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Okay. It was a complete okay. sucker punch. Yeah. I can't wait to see how it unfolds. This last week's going to be insane. Well, Sean, appreciate you hanging out with us, and uh, yeah, we'll see you. When's we see you next Friday? We'll see you Friday. Friday. Kings Warriors Friday night. Does that have potential to be one of the biggest Kings-Warriors matchups of all time? React. Ooh, react. I mean, I guess, but what if the Kings are like, yeah, um, we're not really playing our guys tonight. Ugh. No. You Starting can't. in the backcourt, Keon Ellis. Series on the line. I got. I want to see it. I want to see it. That it's gonna be a fun atmosphere. Yeah, could be a run through. I mean, you get you get a free look at what a playoff matchup could be. That's it. That's how I feel about the Pelicans too. Just gotta, mm. you gotta keep everyone in the loop. Dude, the Pelicans have been playing well. I know the, their schedule has been not super difficult, but still, like, they're trying to get in. Don't That's count them out. It's a big game on Tuesday. Huge. Dude. I agree. Well, Avoid the, don't, don't need to worry about Dallas. Take care of business against the Pelicans and yeah. the Warriors, and then you, you coast against the Nuggets. I like it. All right, Sean. Yeah. We'll talk to you soon, man. All right, buddy. It's yeah, one guys. only Sean Cunningham. Does great work over at Fox 40. Hell yeah, he does. Yeah, I don't know who I, I I lean towards saying the Clippers as yeah. a team. That's probably the most favorable matchup. But then it's like, do you want to see Kawhi for a whole series? Not really. Not really. Zubots. I mean, just there's. I love that Zubots is the second name you mentioned. I, Zubots. You know, well, because Paul George obviously too is. Westbrook, what about Westbrook, man? I'm playoff Westbrook's on line one. I mean, you can put you can put him up there. Sure. Joe says I love the Pelicans in the first round. What happens if Zion gets back and he starts playing? I would suck. And B.I. is just so He's on a crafty, tear. you guys. All right, we got much more coming up, including our dogs of the weekend. Oh. It's Juice and Mo on Sacktown Sports, 1140 at com. It's Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Sacktown Sports. Deuce Mason, Morgan, Reagan. How we doing? Hey, hey. I'm good on this Monday. How are you so good on this Monday? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm I'm good. I am good. I like I like I don't know. It's just nice when there's sun outside again. Um everything that happened over the weekend, well, it's starting from last week, right? We had a little bit of a of a Kings emotional hangover. I think that Wednesday the Kings clinch. Thursday it was Kyle and Chris that were on here. And then um, for us that night, though, we had to call a Stockton Kings loss, Mm -hmm. which ended the season. So we were feeling emotional about that while emotions about the Kings clinching a playoff spot. And then the emotions come again Friday night when hundreds of people, including yourself, go out to the airport to root on 
the Sacramento Kings plane as it landed and as they drove off back to the arena to just crap the bed on Sunday. They didn't drive back to the You're arena. all losers. They just drove home. They just got in their cars and drove home. Oh, they didn't go straight to no, the arena they to just start go, practicing? All right, let's go. We got a game Sunday. Let's all no, bunk that up. that would be you, right? Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Well, with all that said, let's get to our dogs of the weekend. It's the dog, dog of the day. Who had the best night in the world of sports? All right, dogs of the weekend. Uh, Morgan kind of spoiled my dog of the week. I'm going with Kings fans. Dude, it was late afternoon when... A couple people on social media were like, hey, maybe we should greet the team at the airport. I went out there. It, I drove out there like 1230 because the plane was delayed. Yeah. I get out there. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Kings fans at the airport in the wee hours of Saturday morning. Dude. Cheering on the Sacramento Kings as they arrived home from Portland in that road trip where they clinched a playoff spot. It was emotional. You see all the the, the, the players and staff members and coaches Pretty much drove through a tunnel of fans just cheering them. And you could just tell how much it meant to the players and staff members. But for the fans, it was re- it was just so cool. It was like a party out there at the airport on a Saturday morning. Those- what, what's tough is I missed it because I was told that they were going to be at Sacramento Executive Airport. It's there at the airport. It's not really Sacramento National. Oh, okay. That's not why you missed it. Oh, You we- missed it because you were You're- blacked out. So. No, I wasn't blacked out. <laughs> you're, you're what? Did a ghost kid throw something in front of your car no, so you can go? No, ghost kid didn't do anything. Okay, got it. Well, either way, Deuce, I love that dog of the weekend because <laughs> nice. because it's it's true. Like that doesn't happen in every city, and the fact that it was so last minute that whether it was like Kevin Fippen or Jill Adge or whoever it was that was pushing it out there on, on King's Twitter to get it going, the amount of people that were like, yeah, I want to be a part of that. And then the images, the videos that we saw, absolutely incredible. Like it gave me chills. I had FOMO that I wasn't out there, but at the same time, I just love this city and this fan base so much. Who's your dog of the weekend? My dog. We already talked about her, but Angel Reese. Mm. I, I'm, just, and they're showing her up there on the stage right now. I just, I love what she brings to women's basketball. Obviously, Caitlin Clark. Cheers to her too in such a fantastic season. But I think Angel Reese, and you look at her history in basketball, and just uh, I think it was Maryland she was with, and she like fractured her foot or whatever. They cut her, uh, and for her to just like bounce around, find a home with LSU, dominate there, become a champion there, and then have this swagger that you just don't see in women's sports all the time. And there's some people who want to take it one way, and then there's other people who are stopping that right before it even get started to make sure it's taken the right way and i love the way that we are celebrating uh women's sports today dog you know what else makes her dog what she was on nba today with malika andrews and the crew yeah wearing the hat and the shirt because you know she probably didn't go to sleep last night or she went to bed wearing that woke up love it that's dog stuff right there dog stuff chris do you have a dog I do have a dog. Unfortunately, I was not able to attend the Kings coming back from their road trip mm-hmm. because they were getting back at what? One o'clock in the morning? Yeah. I need to be up at 4.30 in the morning. For what? Manchester City <laughs> versus Liverpool. Everyone's saying, oh, 
Erling Holland isn't even playing for Manchester City. So uh, I think Liverpool is gonna, just going to take it to them. Yeah. They scored early. Didn't, not even a problem. Because my guy, because my guy, Jack Grealish, took out their star player, Trent Alexander Arnold. Know what? You're a little dog, tiny dog, because Grealish was dragging you all over the pitch. One goal, one assist. He is my dog of the week. <laughs> Do you think anyone listening right now understood what you're saying with that, though? I yes. did. Simone does. Yeah, and Simone does. So we've got two, two and a half right there. <laughs> Nothing uh, from WrestleMania? Oh, yeah. What's that? Nothing, Nothing oh. from WrestleMania. How about my guy, El Hijo del Vincico? <laughs> I'm sorry? Taking on Commander in the Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor Supercard. Do you even know? No, no, no one was paying attention to Ring of Honor this weekend, unfortunately. Sorry. Oh, do yourself a favor. Can I tell you what I finally watched? McGruber. No. Kenny Omega and... Uh... Will Ospreay? No. No. He held Del Vikingo? Yes. Yes, Vikingo! <laughs> oh, Vikingo. so Vikingo, now you know who he is. Dude. Yeah. Of course, because I'm a cash, and I admit, I, I talk about being a... It's just like... <laughs> no, but he's the one that said, like, oh, nobody knows who that is. Then he brings him up against Kenny Omega. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. So, Vikingo and the Kenny Omega match from uh, a few weeks ago. Legit. I, I finally watched it because wrestling fans were talking about it. Like, oh, it's so legit. Deuce was like, you have to watch it. So I was like, fine. And I love Kenny Omega. I just haven't been, I've been spread thin, right? That was one of the most powerful, magical wrestling matches I have ever experienced in my entire life. I never knew that a performance could make me feel the way that that did. (laughs) My dog of the weekend a few weeks ago. (laughs) He's legit, too. He does things I've never seen happen before. Ever. In the way that he lands on his neck, he, he creates this, this like, square with his forearms when he does land on his head and neck to not to, to embrace his fall. It's, it's just incredible. His athletic ability, it's not human. Not human. I thought you were going to make the dog, if you're going wrestling, like uh, oh. Gunther. Oh, that was legit. Sheamus and McIntyre. How about... How about Finn Balor, the demon, having to get stapled up in the ring and go on for another so 10 minutes? So disgusting. Seriously stapled yeah. up? Dang, it's so gross. You shouldn't, you shouldn't continue anything after getting stapled. You, I'm being serious. Why are you looking at me like uh, that? It's WrestleMania. Of course, if you're a dog, you do it. One time I had to get staples in my ah! head. A snowboard from... An ex-boyfriend, I was at his house, like, typing out the... And he had, like, a snowboard up Okay, so desk. none of this... I was, like, expecting, like, three different things. Snowboards, okay. Okay, you're up in the snow. No. I was <laughs> Why weren't you wearing a, a helmet? At a desk, and his snowboard was up there. And for some reason, something, like... It was an apartment, something hit. Snowboard came down on my head. And I go straight to the bed. He's like, are you okay? And I come up. Blood, pool, everywhere. I'm like, I'm dying! I'm dying! And like, we race off, and I just had to get five staples in my head. I think if <laughs> if the doctor was like, you need staples, I'd be like, oh, are you putting me out? There's no chance that you're just going to... Is that it's like a staple yep, gun? Yeah, just a little staple gun. No, what is it? I don't remember. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. They should be legal. They numb you. They give you a shot in the head and numb you. like, no, no. Oh, oh, that's cool. Just give me a shot in my skull. That sounds great. You're no, such a put baby. Me out. Put me out. 
No, that's not how it works, Deuce. You don't just get like anesthesia anytime you want to get put out to if put some staples in your head. I would be put out 100%. Oh, my God. Well, it was a quick ER trip. So To be fair, Deuce probably would have passed out when he saw that he was playing. Uh, yeah. Just thinking about it makes me like very queasy. What's the worst injury you've ever suffered, Chris? The, the one with like, calf? Uh, no. When I was six, I was jumping on the bed with like a glass and then I cut myself like right here and then like it nicked an artery and just started shooting blood. No! <laughs> I still remember my dad coming with a towel and just like <laughs> trying to like stop the blood from hitting Were you him screaming? Yeah. There's blood flying it out of It was just me. like squirting. <laughs> yeah. It was just like that. Was it inside the house? Oh, yeah, on the bed. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Poor thing. That's sad. What was yours? I, I've never had a significant injury. Ooh, knock on wood. I broke my foot playing basketball. I didn't That's know. That's pretty big. No, I didn't know. I, oh. You know why? I have, I'm a dog. I kept playing. And I got home. <laughs> How would your mom handle it if you were, Mom, I think I, think I hurt my foot. How old were you? I was like 12 or 13. So you didn't sound like that. Mom, I think I hurt my foot. I, I think I, I hurt my foot. There you I'm go. trying to crack my voice. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah. Um, I think I hurt my foot, Mom. Yeah. What would your mom do? Oh, let me take a look at it. She would say, let me take a look at it. All right, we're going to the doctors. My loving mom would do the same thing. I took off my shoe. My mom said, you're fine. You're well, what fine. Did, and what did like, it look like? It looked like, not like bent the wrong way or anything, but it was definitely like swollen and it was discolored. I was like, no, like it hurts. And I'm like, I, I, I think I need to go to the doctor. And she, I, I guess we can make an appointment. And then we went the next day and sure, sure enough, yeah, you broke your foot. Here's a cast. Did you rub it in her face a little bit? I wish I would. That would hurt too. You take a cast. And no, rub no, it. no. It's I was just, talking. Oh, you're not talking about literally rubbing it. In her <laughs> no, just um. Imagine me just taking my cast and go. Yeah, on her face. doesn't sound good. What she deserved. That's it. deep. Terrible mom. In that situation. In that situation. Yeah, yeah it well. made me feel bad, and it's like, yeah, I actually broke my foot. Mom, are you happy? So that's like the worst injury I've ever had. I haven't had anything. You else. guys probably didn't have. Health insurance, so she probably didn't want to take medical. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Coming up next, uh, (laughs) yeah, closing time and more. It's Do Some Mo on Sacktown Sports, eleven forty. It's Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. What will you be watching tonight with no NBA games? Will you be watching the national championship? UConn, San Diego State. Or? Monday Night Raw. No. Wow. The yeah. Raw after Mania? I wasn't, I wasn't even into wrestling. Hey, it's so fun, guys. It's the show where you, you boo the guys that you're supposed to cheer and you cheer the guys that you're supposed to boo. Isn't this fantastic? <laughs> Who is that? Just my fun WWE guy. I like it. That was really good. Fun WWE guy's great. Um, yeah. Oh, that was my fresh hour impersonation. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Shots fired. There's, Shots a, there's fired. a little feud. Maybe SummerSlam. For Chris and... Maybe Double or Nothing. Chris and Fresh? Like they fight it out? At SummerSlam. Ring? Not Not like a double or... They want an event people watch. Yeah, oh, yeah. wow. All right. If AEW was for sale right now, are they selling for $9 billion? 
Oh, you're such a capitalist. You are just they think selling that things, for nine billion? You just think that things that are worth that are, they, have more they, money are better. Would they sell for twenty million at this point? You're such a capitalist. Wait, but would they? I don't know. They definitely yes. they, would. They sell for a billion. I don't know. No, I don't know how money works. No. Yeah, same. I'm gonna go. Yeah. Either way, that um, means that means UFC is better than WWE. Well, ugh. well, I will be watching. Probably, you know, I'll probably turn on some college basketball a little bit, but I'll honestly um, try and catch up on whatever reality television show I have, like, I need to catch up on. You're not fired up about the national championship. Would you check in on San Diego State? You're going, hey, man. I watched women's, I watched the women's game yesterday, and that was fun. It was like during, obviously, the Kings game, the beginning of it, or like bleeding into it or whatever. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I'll, I'll catch up on the men's. Kinda, but... Do you think the NBA gets you know because the NBA chooses not to play today? Yeah, because the national championship is on. You think in future dates they decide not to play on the women's national Hell yeah. title game? Hell yeah, I do. I totally why, do. why they play games yesterday? Because they're tools. There you go. All right. Great point, Chris. <laughs> do you think so? Possibly. I mean, because it's always been kind of a thing the NBA does. Like, hey, out of respect, it's basketball. You know, it's... In the disrespect of... college have their moment, you know? I like it. Yeah. Well, hopefully that's the case because I really was excited for the women's game yesterday, but it's like half work, half watching, all that. So, what are you going to watch tonight? Here's the thing. I'd probably check in on um, the national championship game. Okay. Because you... I I root for the upset, upset of San Diego State. Yeah. I check in on Raw tonight. See if uh, who's a minor league wrestler that might be coming over. Um, Jay White. Wow, he, he's coming from the. He might get the call up to the big leagues. Is that right? I'm gonna be so happy when he becomes your favorite wrestler. <laughs> How many times did that happen? When I've taken a shot at wrestler tonight, I love that guy now. <laughs> a lot of times. Chris Jericho was the famous oh. one. Oh. Jericho, I was done with. Dude. Yeah, he. You have to admit, he got kind of cheesy. Before the list came. Yes, yeah. It was like, also, and I believe it was me saying the entire time, if they let him do what he wants to do, you will love him. And then it happened. Dude. Oh, you also weren't a fan of the New Day. Oh, yep, yep. Were were they good at first? I told you, just give them a chance. (laughs) Creative freedom is, I mean, it's crazy how creative freedom can actually be the thing that ends up making companies lots and lots of money. Lots of money. Mm Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this new yeah. UFC WWE deal, Chris? I don't like it. Really? Why? Be- I mean, it just feels like a cash grab. Cash grab. Cash grab. I, I mean, like, I don't know what they're going to do with it. It's one of those things like, oh, it's worth a bunch. So now, and it's kind of like what we do. So if we can make them like us, we can make them a whole bunch of money. I don't think it's really. Do you think wrestling is bigger than ever? Because like because there is AEW because there is I mean obviously WWE has grown in a different direction with or without Vince McMahon around I guess yes okay I think in general wrestling is bigger because okay. like pop culture well, combined you, you have with, with the internet and with like you you can watch New Japan you can watch AAA you could watch Hood Slam AEW Hood Slam Ring of Honor there's just more access than ever you don't have to go oh the only thing i can watch are the ones that are on television yeah you know what i mean so yeah. you get exp- like chris knows a lot of these wrestlers before they become mainstream is that okay to yeah, say yeah. mainstream definitely yeah 
Well, I just think about the way that they, before they go mainstream, I think about the way how they uh, put a lot of those wrestling shows on or made reality shows out of like the Bellas and everything and how. Oh, all access. Dude, people started really connecting with different reality TV personalities. Now, I never got into those shows, but it, and it's funny. I never got into like Basketball Wives either on VH1, I believe. Oh, sorry, Jackie Christie. No, it's just in a, just something that like I've never really like been like, oh, when is that on? When do I need to turn it on? I didn't even get into Real Housewives until 2020. So, I mean, it was just like, so maybe I should check out Basketball Wives because I love basketball so much. And it intertwines. Check out All Access. I like the first episode. Okay. The AEW one? Yeah. It's about Adam Cole coming back. Baby. Baby. I'm sure they didn't just hold him out just for that. Probably. You buy that conspiracy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. That was such an emotional time. Oh, what better way to throw out a new reality show to replace Cody Rhodes' old reality show no one watched? Did you want to watch that show? Did Chris? Did of you course watch I it? watched it. And it was it good? Yes. Was it good? Huh? Was it good? I think or, it's like every other reality show. Don't no. No. That is rude and wrong. And if you don't watch other reality shows, don't say that. It's like every other reality show that I watch. Okay, so crappy reality that's not real reality. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Um, well, Not like your real reality shows that are actually real. Yeah, There's yeah. real drama and cheating and everything. So, Why did you point at me? I was pointing at Simone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, coming up uh, at 2, yeah. Kettles and Rami. Yeah. They're going to be on. They're going to be talking about the Kings' disgusting loss last night. Look ahead what lies ahead with Kings and Pelicans and so, so, so much more. Nick's going to – wait, Nick's in today, right? No, he's not. Oh. Oh, it's Jay and Rami. Jay and Rami. And I just, I forgot Nick was at WrestleMania. I know. Oh, do you think he has a WrestleMania hangover? Probably. Okay. Anyway, Jay and Rami, they're coming up next. Deuce and Mo, we love you, but we got to go. See ya.